you got me thinking if it was really worth it Putting it all at this effort just to end up less than perfect But on our great intentions, something used for our protection Are they just another way to force out imperfections? I guess I'm just effective, pointed in the wrong direction The library in my head has one fucked up selection Now children, pay attention, or you'll receive detention Cause after this, you'll be tested on your own reflection Hi guys! Hello! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another... What the fuck? (laughs) Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know How To Do Intros. Uh, This is the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast, episode 75. 75. Three quarters, bitch. It's it's 75, right? I'm not not tripping. I I don't don't know. I always fucking forget. This is your podcast, man. I feel stupid because one time I, I did say the wrong number. And I didn't notice until well after. Oh, how yeah. many how many followers did you lose? <laughs> how many followers do I have? <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is episode 75 of the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast. Damn, yeah, dude, 25 episodes away from a hundo. Oh, shit. I remember when I first did 10 episodes, and I was like, I can't believe I'm still doing this. This is fucking ridiculous. What, what are we going to do for the 100th episode? Um, We'll do, like, uh, a special that has, like, 12 skits, but only about, like, Four of them are funny, mm. and then maybe we'll do a little charity giveaway. We'll do like a little, uh, several highlight moments. We should get like a celebrity guest star, mm-hmm. like David S. Pumpkins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, though, I'm like, do I really feel like editing all of that? No. I don't. We'll do something. You know what we're gonna do? <laughs> we get a bottle of scotch. We're gonna drink scotch on the podcast. Fuck yeah! Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We'll pick a nice day to record, drink some scotch. Today we're classy in a different way. Drinking some, sipping on some wine. Sipping on some wine. wine. It's, um, Chateau de Michel or Saint Chateau Michel. I don't know. There's an ST in the middle of, S-T-E in the middle of Chateau. There's an S-T-D. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's a Merlot from Columbia Valley. <clears throat> okay. Our Merlot is sourced from world-class vineyards of Columbia Valley. With new world fruit intensity in an elegant old world style, classic barrel aging and winemaking techniques reveal bold yet supple flavors and aromas of dark red fruits and spice. It was on clearance for $9. All right, you know what? For $9, it's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Uh, yeah, I, I was just telling Ryan, I'm like, I'm not like a super heavy wine drinker, but I'm, for me, I'm, I'm never just like, oh, that's a girl's drink. I'm like, alcohol is alcohol. Yeah. You're going to get drunk. That's the destination. And w- wine drunk is definitely a different drunk. Oh, yeah. It, it hit hella different. It's a very social drunk. Yeah. And speaking of social, Kyle, how are you? How am I? How am I? Okay, well, <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about work, but... Uh, last episode, I, we were talking about work again, and uh, I was talking about that co-worker, the new girl who wasn't showing up, and then we were just like, we'll see what happens from here. Uh, update to that story, it did not go well. So, Uh-oh. she came to work all last week, then this Monday, this past Monday, we're recording this on Sunday the 21st. Uh... She didn't show up to work again, so that was like the third time that's happened. So we were just like, yo, what the fuck? She did it again, and we were just really over it, but uh, my manager, 
couldn't really fire her until she had enough write-ups, so it was just like, if she does it again, I can just write it up and she's fired, and that's it. Yeah. So we were like, okay, cool. So then she shows up to her next shift, and I've worked with her on Friday, or Thursday and Friday I worked with her. I closed with her. Because uh, at that point I was training to become a shift lead now. That's like the one good news that happened in all of this. My manager was like, dude, just, just be shift lead. Just be a shift lead. I personally haven't wanted to do it just because I didn't feel like really having that responsibility at that job. But at this point, it's just easier for everyone yeah. if I do it because I am a reliable employee and I'll show up to work. Yeah. And I don't have to like really change my schedule much because she's going to have me be closing shift lead and I usually close anyway. Oh, okay. So it all works out and I get my little, you know, pay raise. So boom, boom. How much of a pay raise do you get? Uh, it's like a couple of bucks just because, you know, minimum oh. wage went up too. Oh, so where are you at now? Um, I want to say maybe like 60 or 70. Wow, you're making more than me. I think. I'm not sure. I would have to ask Kevin. Because yeah. Kevin's a shift lead too. My, uh, my roommate. So I'd have to ask him directly. But we'll see what happens with that. I'm still doing the paperwork and still doing the training. But she came on Thursday. She came on Friday. We were like, okay, we'll see how it goes. So I still was able to get my Saturday off, my second day off. And they didn't call me to come into work. I was waiting until like maybe like 8 or 9 because I think she was supposed to come in at 9. And they didn't say anything. So I was like, cool, I guess she showed up. So I went about my day. I had a very nice day. Chilled. Great. Uh, my, my roommate, Kevin, he texts me. And he's just like, guess who has to come to work tomorrow? Because Kevin was supposed to have Sunday and Monday. Something. And I was like, ah, this bitch really didn't fucking come. Well, <laughs> like, again. So yeah, I'm pretty sure she's fired at this point. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> I was just like, fuck, that's... It, it was really annoying for everyone, because now it fucked up the schedule again. And Kevin had to come to work when it was he was supposed to be off. So it was a bummer, but... That were... Those were the major events that happened in my week, so... Bad news, we had to deal with that bullshit, we're still dealing with it. I gotta work six days again. And my day off, instead of, like... Normally my, my one day off that was always just there was Wednesdays. And Saturday was when we finally were available to get second days off. It switched, so now Saturday is my one day off. But that means I work six days in a row starting from today oh. until next Saturday. So Shoot. I was like, cool, well, I'll work three days, then I'll have Wednesday off, and then I'll start working six days a week. Now, I work six days a week starting now. Oh my god. So it sucks, but it's just like I get it because they need to train me. Yeah. But we're also hiring on new people already. Okay, okay. So... As long as that goes well and they're well adjusted, we'll probably soon enough go back to five days. Yeah. But that's it for me. Uh, the other stuff I wanted to bring up is just kind of like nerdy game stuff, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. So, how are you, Ryan? How are well, you? shit. A lot happens in two weeks, but hmm. I think I think the most predominant thing is I'm going to talk about my guinea pigs. Oh. Um, oh, this isn't an aww. It's like a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, we've had a guinea pig named, uh, Tapatio for a cut for a while now. Yeah. And about a month ago, we were like, we know that they need companions. They need companions. They could die of loneliness. Like, that's actually really hard. Yeah. Me. So, and we could tell you it was sad. So mm. we got another guinea pig and we named him Kiwi and he's adorable. He is somewhat a rehome. We got him from a pet shop. I know adopt, don't shop, but waiting lists were really fucking long and we didn't want our guinea pig to be lonely anymore yeah but technically the one we got 
um, when we went to the pet store um, was returned because that one and this other guinea pig in a different cage uh, got into it. The other guinea pig like bit, oh, bit him a bunch okay. and like tore up his ears. So he has these like Aww. chipped up ears. They're really fucking cute though. Yeah. Like battle scars. But nice. anyway, we brought him home. We started introducing them. Everything was fine. And then Tapatio gets sick. These fucking things are expensive already. He's been sick before. Mm-hmm. It costs us like a couple hundred. Shit. So Tapatio gets sick with pink eye also. God damn. So this costs us $240. And then Kiwi gets sick right after, and that costs us $220. Golly. So like, Bruh. I love guinea pigs, and they're great animals, but like, don't get them. <laughs> just don't. It sounds like you just have two kids. Yeah, I do have two kids. <laughs> And they fucking, every time I'm going to the fridge, I'm like, no, I'm getting some coffee. I just gave you guys some fucking lettuce. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, God, it, this, this, they poop everywhere, man. They poop we're, everywhere. We're adults. You know, you, you leave, you, you, I clean their cage, right? Okay, okay. Actually, today, we decided to clean out the cage completely and re put new towels okay. and mats. We have this little playpen to put them in. Uh, while we're doing that, we put him in, take the towels off, look, over 20 poops already in this thing, Bruh. and like a million more on the way. Like, Bruh. these things just eat uh. and shit and sleep and scream. <laughs> they sound like babies. Yeah, they're babies. <laughs> they're little babies. But man, they're, they're, they are the cutest fucking things. Like, I'll uh, usually have Tapatio because. Kiwi doesn't like to be picked up too much. He jumped out of my hands and fell on the floor once. But Tapatio enjoys, for the most part, being held. Yeah. Uh, so I'll hold him when I'm on the computer and petting him. But like, I'll be AFKing in Minecraft, petting him, and he'll be. <laughs> and it's the cutest fucking thing. But then, you know, I'm done AFKing, so I'll take my hands off him and start yeah. on the keyboard. The other night, I started feeling a tug on my sleeve. And he was pulling my arm down oh with his my mouth. God. And then he lifted himself up and grabbed my hand with his little paws and pulled it down on him. Bruh. And started snuggling into my hand. And he also, after that was done, I pet him some more. I was playing again. He lifted himself up onto my desk with his little hands and was like looking at my monitors. <laughs> He was actually watching Catfish with us this morning. Like, Dude, he was straight really? watching TV. That's fucking dope. <laughs> That's I so cool. That. I love that little fucker. That's so dope. Yeah, yeah, the pet, pets are like children. I'm so happy that we have these things, especially for Marilyn, because I know she gets lonely. Mm-hmm. But I'm at work all fucking day, every fucking day. Oh yeah, so, that grind. Yeah. The grind need to grind. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to pet Al. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've said that on the podcast. Every I probably have, but I've for the longest time. Yeah. Like years and years and years. I've, I've said it so many times to so many people. I want to pet Al. I want one really bad. I, I think I remember what the name was. Yeah. Lord Barnabel Tootsie. Yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's a great fucking owl name. I, was, I, was, I really want one. And now that I've moved, I, this, my apartment doesn't allow pets, but somebody upstairs has, has a dog, so I'm sure I can get away with having a pet. Yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen videos where they just walk around with their arms in the air. Like. Dude, that's what I want. I want a little... <laughs> Just walk around and look <laughs> mad. I'm just like, look at him. That's my baby. God. I don't know how Modino would feel about 
me having an owl, though. I don't know if she would, like, flip out. If she saw my fucking owl just turn around. Night, with its head turn around. And they could sit crisscross. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen photos and, like, video. They, they could sit crisscross. Because their legs long. are long as shit. <laughs> and Modino's like, that's so disturbing. And I was like, what if you came home? <laughs> and, like, I'm just, like, my owl is sitting on the floor crisscrossed looking at a whiteboard as I'm teaching him something, and we both just look, but he turns his head all the way, and I'm like, oh, you're home. Oh my god. Hi. <laughs> if, if I were you, I'd make her feed him the live creature, the oh, live she mice. She would fucking hate it. She would, she would not be down. She would not be in the room. <laughs> god, in the middle of the night... Just hawking up the balls of fur and bones. Like, bro, I'm sleeping. <laughs> it's a gift for the family. You little best. <laughs> I want one, though. I don't know. One day in the future, I'll probably get one. I know Kevin wants, like, a little cat or, like, a dog or something. Yeah. I'd be down. I'd, I'd be down to have a pet in the house. It'd be nice. Yeah. I remember back in the day when Flea was just a puppy. Oh, um, yeah. When we talked about how, like... Oh, eventually down the line, like old man Flea and young Barnabel Tootsie are gonna be BFFs. <laughs> God, dude, that that'll be a beautiful thing. Oh, oh man. man, if we get to it, he, Flea turns like seven or eight in a couple oh, days. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I I gotta get an owl. I gotta look up how to take care of owls. <laughs> how to I, train your owl? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great, dude. I'll I'll love him forever. <laughs> I'll love him forever. Yes. I don't know why I want one so bad. I'm just like, they're so fucking cool. <laughs> like, look at them. They're just, they're kind of scary, but they're badass at the same yeah. time. They're not kind of scary. They're fucking terrifying. Um, but I, I want one. I don't know which breed I would want to get to. I probably have to look up, like, what's the best breed to have as a pet. Yeah. I probably wouldn't want one that got too big either. Probably not like a barn owl. No. Yeah, <laughs> he, he would need space, and we don't really have that much space. Yeah. For like a like a big ass owl to fly around. Yeah. You need a little owlet. Yeah, a little little owlet, little rowlet. Rowlet. <laughs> little bow tie, motherfucker. Yeah. I need a little bow tie to top hat. A little <laughs> bobbinet. Just like clip a cane to his wing. Yeah. <laughs> little Bonabel Tootsie. He hates service. this shit, so I'm gonna have to take it off in like ten seconds. I would love it, dude. Oh man. One day. One day. Okay. Enough about the enough about the owls, even though they're adorable. Let's uh, get into the quick news, and our our main quick news thing is pretty much just gonna be the Nintendo Direct that happened recently. Oh yeah. Honestly, I've been so out of it, I haven't really been paying attention to what's been going on, like in terms of like anime or uh, like games. Besides whatever anime I'm watching, whatever games I'm playing. Well, you're the games in luck. I'm playing aren't new. You're in luck. All the Nintendo Direct games are like anime JRPG games. Yeah, so boom, two birds, one stone. Right there. Uh, so I'm just on the Nintendo website right now because I didn't remember everything that happened in the Direct. I do remember like the big highlights, so we'll just talk about it right now. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the first thing that they showed. And that is the new Smash character. And... Waluigi time. Finally. <laughs> I, I wish. I, I do wish. I do wish. I hope. Niggas are gonna be niggas hate that idea, but I'm like, I don't care. Do it. <laughs> and do more give him a sword too, just to make everyone salty. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the new characters are from uh what's the game called? Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Yeah. 
Um, it doesn't show their name here. I don't want to play. It's a uh, Pyra, right? Pyra, that's yeah. her name. Yeah. No, 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 don't play the video. Don't play the video. Huh. Uh, she a big titty anime girl. Big titty with anime a sword. waifu. Yeah. And um, she's from. I don't know if she's from one or two. She might be from both. I haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles yet. I hear they're good. I do too. I plan on playing them one day. Yeah. There's just a lot of JRPGs I need to catch up on. And you got to wait for the right port because apparently some ports are not. I, good I hear ports. the Switch port is pretty good. Okay. The definitive edition for yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles. The definitive one. edition. Definitive edition. Dragon Quest Eleven Echoes of an Elusive Age definitive edition. You should now play with funky mode. Yeah, everyone should play that game. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I heard that one's pretty good. And then Xenoblade Chronicles Two is exclusively on, on eh, exclusively on Switch, I believe. Mm. And um, it has an expansion that's like it's kind of like its own like extra sort of game thing, I believe too. Mm. So that has a lot of content to play. But um, yeah, Pyra got announced. She looks pretty interesting. I think she's like some kind of machine person. I don't know. Don't don't quote me. Don't get mad, Xenoblade fans. I've never played Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, she looks cool though. From what I saw, she looks fun. She doesn't look like exclusively a sword character. Everyone needs to calm the fuck down. Also, she has like a gimmick new to Ultimate, but kind of like a throwback to like the melee in I believe in Brawl 2, where uh, Zelda and she could switch. Oh yeah. Yeah, Para can switch it to like another character from Xenoblade. I think they have like similar movesets. Their moves, oh. I think, are different, but she could you could switch between them in battle. Okay. At first, I thought it was going to be her Echo Fighter, but it it's both of them. So you okay. can switch between them, and then they each have a different Final Smash. Okay. Depending on which form you're in, in the Final Smash, uh, it's a tag team move alongside the main character from Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Mm. And I'm kind of glad they didn't go with the protagonist from Two because we already have Shulk. Yeah. So I assume that Shulk and the character from 2 would play very similar. Yeah. So I guess they were just like, well, let's go with someone else. That way we don't we can avoid that. Yeah. And then the character's still within the final dimension. So I thought it worked out really well. People are mad. People are like, oh, no, 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 so, oh. oh, fucking well, don't buy the DLC. Uh, I already bought the season pass because I don't give a fuck who comes out. I'm going to just play Smash. I'm excited for it. Uh, it'll be fun to play. And it gets me more hype for Xenoblade Chronicles when I finally do get to it. How do you feel about it? Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm cool with it. Like, mm -hmm. just give me characters. E exactly. That's how I feel about it. And at the end of the day, I don't have to buy them. I will, but yeah. I don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another thing that got announced, this was probably like the other big thing, it happened at the end of the Direct, uh, Splatoon 3 is officially announced, mm. it's coming out in 2022, I have never played a Splatoon game. Me neither. Um, I hear they're very fun. Yeah. I just personally haven't played them just because, S Splatoon 1 came out on Wii U. Yeah. I didn't have a Wii U. And then by the time I got my Switch, the first game I got was uh, Smash. I didn't, I didn't end up getting Splatoon 2, but I've, I've heard they're fun, so I might, yeah. I might dive into Splatoon 3. And it looks really cool. And one thing a lot of people have been noting is that you don't, there's no genders for the characters when you create them. Okay. You just choose your hair and your outfit and your color and all that. And that's it. So technically, they're like non-binary characters. Yeah. That's what I've heard. You can just make them look more masculine or feminine, depending on how you feel about it. Nintendo's been very good about that. Mm -hmm. 
Like, um, even in Animal, the newest Animal Crossing, mm -hmm. I've noticed that some characters, some villagers get referred to as he or she, and some as they. Oh, wow. And it's like something that's not really force-fed to you. It's yeah. just like, I was like, wait a second. I, I think that's the thing I appreciate about the Splatoon 3 trailer. They didn't, like, flex that. Yeah. Like, they didn't try to be like, you know, we don't have genders, we're going to be inclusive like this. It just happened to be noticed yeah. by the trailer. Like, the trailer shows, like, it's like some kind of desert-looking land, and then uh, the little inkling sitting by by themselves. And then it's just customization. And it was just like, choose your hair, choose the color, choose, you know, outfits and stuff. But it wasn't a gender select. Yeah. So I'm assuming in Splatoon 1 and 2, you selected a gender. Maybe. But I guess in this one, you don't. That's cool. Yeah. So the way they, they just did that without, like, saying it, they were just like, yeah. So I was, I was like, that's, that's how you should do it. It's just... Yeah. That's just what it is. And also in Animal Crossing, it's um, you don't choose your gender, you choose your style. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, no, I appreciate the way they do that. You don't need to force it down people's throats. It's just there. Yeah. Because it's normal. That's what it should be. Because mm -hmm. exactly. that is normal. Yeah. And fuck you if you don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck Tory Lanez. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Tory Lanez. Oh, he did do something funny, though. Oh, the, the hair? The hair implant? No, are oh, you talking about the the thing that he did to mock Vert? No, no. Oh, he he, he, he like taped a bunch of jewels to his forehead. Oh, <laughs> he also got a hair implant. It's really bad. Like, it's bald. Oh it's no! Yeah, it looked really bad. Oh. I'm like, dude, just stay bald. How are you gonna try and clown someone and then make a clown out of yourself? Yeah, I was like, so hey, you fuck that nigga. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, other announcements that got brought up. Uh, they showed some footage for the new Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise. It Rise. looks fun. It looks really fun. I'm probably gonna get it if enough of my homies get it. I know a couple of other people that are. Just so we can go online and Monster Hunt. I haven't played a lot, a lot of Monster Hunter. Yeah. But I did play, I played one of them on my 3DS. Mm. And I played a good chunk of World. Okay. So so I, I enjoy them. They're definitely the most fun with your homies. Yeah. Because it's built for that experience. Yeah, it's exactly. Built for a team experience. But it looked crazy. like. They're attacking like some kind of village, like a bunch of monsters, and you were going around fighting them all. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, it looks really cool, and I always, I always really like how like the combos and weapons yeah. work in that game. They're super dope. Like you do some crazy shit. Yeah, I, uh, the only ones I played were the uh, Freedom and Freedom Two on the PSP. Mm. Yeah, I heard a lot of people like that game. It looks fun. I think that one comes out in July, June or July. It comes out this year. Uh, Splatoon Three is coming out in 2022, so we got to good chunk of time before that comes out uh so rise um new mario golf game is coming out oh hell yeah hell yeah i'm not a golf fan but it mario sports games be hidden yeah so we gonna, i might play it we're we gonna get another sluggers though yeah and another strikers or just port strikers to the switch mm -hmm. so i can play fucking soccer with the mario while luigi fucking fucking yes. the air <laughs> The, the cool thing I noticed about the golf game, though, is the, the mode they said where, like, you just fucking, you and everyone else is just going ham, just, like, uh, mm -hmm. going through every, like, hole. You yeah. don't take turns. You just keep fucking going. Yeah. Going. Like, that actually sounds fun because yeah. it's so fucking hectic. It, it, I just saw, like, a bunch of people just running around on the screen. Yeah, I was like, you know what? That sounds fun. That, that sounds, sounds stupid. Just fucking over each other. Yeah. Like, that that's like that's the shit a stream. we would do. That's a stream right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, that's what that's made for. Um, one thing, the thing I was most excited to see, uh, I think it was this. Let me see. 
Yeah. Oh, don't play the trailer. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it was the tactics game they showed. Um, it doesn't have an official name yet. I think it's called, like, currently it's called Project Triangle something. Let me see. It's, uh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about, where it's like, it looks like it's like a slope. Yeah, yeah the uh, Project like a... Project Triangle Strategy, that's yeah. what it's called. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's a tactics game. I'm a sucker for this. I fucking love tactics games. Like, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, of course. Tactics? I... Is it a tactic game? It's a tactics game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's on the little grid. Yeah. It, it's very, like, Octopath Traveler looking, mm. but instead of being, like, a turn-based RPG, it's a tactics game. Okay. So, like, FF Tactics, shit like that. Games games you see like that are, like, Disgaea, that's also a tactics game. Um, it looks really interesting. It looks like it kind of has like this. The one thing I saw, and the reason why it's probably called Triangle Strategy, it's because um, your decisions. It's one of those games where like your decisions heavily weigh on the story. Mm. So you can choose. You can make certain choices. I believe they show like, oh, will we execute this guy or will we do this, and like what implications it'll have on that. And things I noticed from like the battle system, they have kind of like terrain effects. Mm. So you can um, set something on fire. And I think use like a ice spell or a water spell to put it out, and it creates like a puddle. Okay. And then you can, if an enemy walks onto the puddle, you can hit them with a lightning attack. And it oh, okay. Or you can like destroy certain terrain to get a better like advantage over the enemy. Of course, like if you're at a higher slope, arrows do more damage. That's a classic tactic. Stage. Yeah. It looks really interesting. I think there's actually a demo out for it right now. Mm. I'll probably need to download. I think it so. Try it I think I saw that there was a demo. Mm -hmm. And then it's it right now. It's just called Project Triangle Strategy. Doesn't have an official title yet. They said that's not going to be the official title. So I wonder what they'll call it. But I, I definitely am intrigued. It's it's something that'll uh, probably you know keep me very much entertained. And it doesn't look like it'll come out for a while, which is good because I'm kind of pooped on like playing a <laughs> long ass RPG. Yeah. I just <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it. A little bit. <laughs> um, Oh, were you gonna say something? Well, I'll be honest. Uh, when the when I saw the Project Triangle thing, mm -hmm. you know, I saw triangles on the screen, and then it was like a fire, and then it showed like a guy, uh, like a young boy, green, and a girl with like purple, and then a guy uh, with red. And I was like, is this another fucking Zelda? Because I know that there's a couple Zeldas coming out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be like, holy shit! No, I got, I got, um, Fire Emblem Three Houses vibes off yeah. of it because yeah, the color scheme is like yellow and red and blue and those yeah. are like the three house colors yeah it was i couldn't tell it was like can't tell if legend of zelda or fire emblem yeah yeah i I'm, I'm pretty sure they they got inspired off the idea from those kind of games yeah but ain't nothing wrong with that those games are always fun if you execute them right so we'll yeah. see how that goes when it happens uh we did not get new breath of the wild 2 news no uh people were mad i was just like dude calm down at least he immediately said it yeah uh Hey, that just means they're working on the game. Hopefully soon we'll hear something about it. They are they are releasing a Legend of Zelda, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. They are uh, porting Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD to the Switch. So you get to relive pretty much the origins of the Hyrulean timeline because that is the start of the timeline. As happy as I am for that because I never got the chance to actually play it. Mm -hmm. I just watched a buddy of mine play that one. I would have preferred either Twilight Princess instead, or Twilight Princess as well as like a duel. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard a lot of people say that. Like a lot of people, it's weird because I remember when Skyward Surf first came out, 
A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. And I think the main reason they didn't like it was like the 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 the, the Wii control thing. Yeah. And I think that turned them off from it. I didn't hear a lot of like story based complaints. I mainly hear complaints about that. Yeah, that's what I heard. But too. I feel like I I I I feel like in recent years I've heard a lot more people like appreciate that game. So I maybe that's why it's getting ported so people get a chance to play it now that didn't that didn't end. And also, you can use like your little Joy-Cons for the motion control stuff, or you can use, I don't know if you can use a Pro, you probably can use a Pro Controller yeah, too, probably. or just the regular controls. And the way they do it is the right stick controls how you slash your sword. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's cool. That's probably how I would play it. I don't want to use motion controls. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't played, I haven't played a lot of Zelda games, period, but I'll probably play that. I'll probably play I just, Twilight Princess, was my is my favorite Zelda game, mm. and I lost my Wii copy, and mm. my and my I took my cousin's GameCube copy when they moved, but there was no disc in the case. When oh, I opened it recently, fuck. So I'm like, I want to play it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they'll do it in some time. Maybe they'll over the course of like the year. Maybe they'll announce more. Yeah. I, I, the main issue I heard about that is people are kind of like, well, I don't want to pay sixty dollars for that. Yeah. And it's just like, true, but if you don't want to pay $60 for it, don't buy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would pay $60 if they did a Skyward Sword Twilight Princess like a combo. pack? Yeah, because yeah. then you'd be like $30 for each game. So that's that, so worth that it. That would make more sense to me, too. Yeah, I don't see why I'd be sitting... Is it officially 60 Did they say it was They didn't say it was 60 but... I don't know if it, they did or not. That, it, I've just been seeing people talk about it's that. It's a Switch game. Yeah, but I love some, there's there's there's, there's a lot some of ports remastered. that the a lot of ports that end up 40, but most of them aren't Nintendo specific. Oh, ports. you're right. Like, SpongeBob SquarePants remaster was like forty dollars, but all Nintendo remakes are full price. Okay, let me let me see. Let me see if they officially said. Just to just to check. I don't want to say it's sixty dollars and it hasn't been said yet. It's sixty dollars. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh yeah, it's $60. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding, motherfucker. Yeah, you, can, you can already like <laughs> pre-order it, I guess? Or is it already out? I don't know. Nah, it's pre-order. Okay, yeah. <sighs> My yeah, man's 60... sitting here contemplating hitting cart. <laughs> $60, nah. Not right away. Yeah. In some time. Wait until it's $40, so like five years because it's a Switch game. Yeah. I'm probably going to move through the rest of these because these are kind of like just smaller headlines of like... Things getting ported that have been out are like smaller, like indie games. So we're just gonna talk about them real quick. No Metroid. No Metroid. People are salty. Yeah. I, I do not blame them though because they announced that they were making another Metroid game like what two, three years yeah. ago. Yeah. It's it's like where where is it? Yeah. No news. Nothing. At least with Breath of the Wild two, that's like more recent. Yeah. And we're still getting Zelda content. Like we got the the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yeah. Which is getting DLC. Okay. That's getting more content that's cool i want to play that game but i actually want to play breath of the wild first yeah i feel you on that yeah because because now that breath of the wild 2 got announced i'm like fuck i've been like waiting like kind of taking my time with like before i got breath of the wild yeah i should get it yeah I'm, I'm i'm sad that i had to sell it when i was in between jobs like mm. two years ago because i only got through the first dungeon oh okay yeah no i hear that game's fun and it has a lot to do yeah but uh the quick stuff Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is coming to the Switch, so you'll get to play that game. I hear that game is really fun. Yeah. I have it on my PlayStation. 
Because it was free? Yeah, I, I didn't I have plus. I just haven't played it yet. I didn't have plus when that was a thing. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just haven't played it yet. I don't play a lot of, like, Battle Royale games, but that, yeah. at least that one looked interesting. Uh, Outer Wilds is coming. Not Outer Worlds. Yeah, Outer, Outer Wilds. Outer Worlds is already on Switch. Yeah, Outer Wilds is... Outer Wilds is a really interesting game. Our, no, it, our buddy you have, Patrick. like, what, like... 20 minutes to explore and do stuff, and then like the world kind of ends, but then it resets. Uh, interesting. I just know it's like puzzles and stuff. Yeah, that, like that's what they were saying in the trailer. Mm. Like you get to explore and do different things, but then the world resets after like 20 something minutes. But you retain, you know, all that information. So every time you go back, you can do more because you yeah. know more. And you're exploring like the secrets of that world and trying to figure out exactly what's causing that loop. It's almost like it's a space version of The Witness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that game was fucking wild. I still need to go through that game. Shit's fucking crazy. And then um, Famicom has some, like uh, some mystery games coming out. I, they kind of look like a uh, visual novel mystery game kind of thing. They looked interesting though. And I'm always super into mysteries, so I might pick those up just as something like to chill and play. Uh, Samurai Warriors Five is coming to the Switch. Um, it's weird to me because I was talking to you about it because I'm gonna talk about Persona Five Strikers, give like my quick first thoughts, but. I think it's weird that all like the Dynasty Warrior style games like Hyrule Warriors, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, even uh, Fire Emblem Hero Warriors and shit like that yeah. are better than any of the more recent Dynasty Warriors games. <laughs> I'm just like, they're doing it so much better. Dragon Quest Heroes 2, not Dragon Quest Heroes 1. Dragon Quest Heroes 1 was kind of boring, but Dragon Quest Heroes 2, mwah. And I think it's just because... Um, they take that game series and just put the Dynasty Warrior, the Warriors style like battle system over yeah. it. So you still got to get that experience. Like Dragon Quest Heroes 2 is an adventure. You still go around doing stuff, but it just has, you know, a warrior style battle system. And then Hyrule Warriors I hear is really good. And then of course they got Age of Calamity, which is the prequel to Breath of the Wild and shit like that. So I don't know. I don't know about Samurai Warriors. I might pick it up just because I'm more into like Japanese history and mythology than Chinese history and mythology. Yeah. I, I am a Dynasty Warriors fan still, but a lot of them haven't been hitting for me recently. Mm. Orochi Warriors 3, I was super into Orochi Warriors games, and then like, Orochi Warriors 4 got announced like years ago, and it's already been out, it's on the Switch too, I'm just, I just wasn't feeling the way it looked, I was like, yeah, ah. I kinda want it. There's sometimes where it's like, these games that like, they seem like they're good, and you know you're gonna have fun, but is it worth the time and energy when you can put something else, like put it into something else that you're not yeah, burned exactly. out in? Yeah, exactly. You good? Oh, it's yeah. gonna be right here if you want it, baby. For sure. Um, the HD remaster of Legend of Mana is coming to the Nintendo Switch. I actually remember this game very vaguely. Mm. It's really fun. If you haven't played it, I say it's worth picking up. It's really interesting the way it plays. Uh, no More Heroes 3. That trailer looked fucking cool, because he's fighting aliens, apparently? So, I'm I'm super interested in that. I haven't played any No More Heroes games. Yeah. That made me kind of want to play them, and the first two are already got ported to Switch, so... Tra uh, Travis uh, is a, a assist trophy, huh? I 
think he's like so strong. Yeah, which is everyone wants him as a character. He'd be a good character. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be a good character. He'd be a good character. <laughs> it's another sword, but it's like it's a jack off sword, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that original <laughs> Wii charge, you remember that? <laughs> God. Uh, I forget the names of this game, but it's like you exterminate demons in heaven, and it's like kind of like this fast-moving action game. Huh. I forget what it's called, but that's coming too. It looked pretty interesting. Uh, DC Superhero Girls. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, Plants vs Zombies, Battle for the Neighborhood. I might scoop that up. I know I, you. I know you a PVZ. I, I love like every Plants vs Zombies game. Uh, especially the first one. And I played Garden Warfare and Garden Warfare 2. Those are fucking stupid fun for no fucking reason. They have no business being that enjoyable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, uh, Metopia. Metopia looks funny because you can create yeah. characters and just have them be, like, different people. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm gonna make, like, people that I dislike villains, of course. Um, and you can build friendships and bonds and shit. <laughs> I look like, look how, look how like Loki deep this game gets. <laughs> hey, buddy, hold still. You got a little something right here. Oh. You got a little tuft of hair in your beard. Oh. Just wanted to get that for you. I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some Mario stuff is coming to Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. see that far into the direct. So they they got little outfits and then like you know Mario themed stuff you can use for your island oh. and a warp pipe. So you can set up a warp pipe at one place and then it'll pop up no. at another place. No. Yeah, on your oh. island. So you can you can kind of like fast travel. Fuck. Across All your right, island. I'm getting back on tomorrow. Uh, a new combat arena game for Star Wars is coming. We didn't see anything what? for it. It was just like this quick little teaser. It's called Star Wars Hunters or something like that. <gasps> it's going to be a squad-based multiplayer game. Battle, uh, this note here says battle as bounty hunters, imperial stormtroopers, and more in the squad-based multiplayer game. That caught my attention. We'll see how that comes. Okay, okay. We'll see how that goes in. Okay. Uh... There's this game called uh, The World's End Club. This looks interesting. It's made by the same people, I believe, that make Danganronpa. So, yeah, okay, I saw that one. So check that out. I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, Hades is getting a physical copy yeah. release. Hades is fucking fantastic. I hear it's like you have to put in the grind early on and then you get to the fun because a lot of people mm -hmm. dip out. They're like, hey, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. No, it... it it's because you, you die repeat like constantly in that game. Mm. But you need to for the story to keep going. Uh, the Ninja Gaiden like original trilogy is getting like a no collection. It's called the Masterful Collection. That's coming. Okay. And then the Age of Calamity DLC. So those those were all the, the things for the Nintendo Switch Direct. And I don't think anything else important happened besides the Nintendo Direct. Well, ah... Speaking of uh, conventions, actually, though, oh, okay. um, this is, has nothing to do with Nintendo Direct. I will say, though, I am bummed we did not get a Pikmin 4 announcement. Uh, when yeah. are we going to get that game? But that's that's talk for another podcast. Right now, something... Pikmin Tactics! <laughs> I'd, I'd play it. That's actually pretty cool. They have a lot of characters yeah. in Pikmin now that can use the Pikmin. With the Danny DeVito skins. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Mark Wahlberg. Yes. But, um... Yeah, there was another convention, uh, BlizzCon, happened. Oh, and, okay. And um, so there's something funny that kind of happened. Uh, 
Uh, so they Blizzard got Metallica to play. Okay, that's neat. That's really cool, that's right? That's neat. And like, that's cool and all. What what is Metallica like known for? Like, uh, like besides their music, what's something that like controversial that happened? What can you think of? I I actually don't know. Maybe something involving Napster. Oh, you. Thank you. You 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 just clipped it in my head. Yeah, the whole that thing. So yeah. you know, streaming their music for free, right? Yeah, I remember that. So shit. so you know how people you know they'll they'll watch BlizzCon, they'll live stream it through Twitch, mm -hmm. so other people can see it. Yeah. So Twitch being Twitch, and knowing that Metallica's music is copyrighted. Mm -hmm. Um, they actually didn't play their music. Oh! And I think because they put it up, I think that means I can technically play it over the mic. Oh yeah, go for it. This is what... Instead of Metallica's music. <laughs> that was the funniest Oh, because thing, the though. video they're like playing, but that's what. <laughs> but their music's copyrighted. So it's just that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna say karma is a bitch, but. But that's fucking funny. It comes all oh my god. The way back around. Oh my Jesus god. Christ. Atlas I. Con. What world do we fucking live in, man? <laughs> The world where Metallica plays sweet, soulful, soft tunes like, like that. fucking circus music over here. <laughs> <laughs> like in the background in a of the background music in a movie when the kids go to like an arcade and there's like some old oh like God. happy guy who like one of those B-rate flicks. Yeah, <laughs> it was like welcome, my Mister Incredible. This is my arcade, and like you know what fucking movie I'm talking about. Oh my god. Oh, and the Diablo 2, what is it coming to? Like PC? Like a remaster or something like that? There's a Diablo 2 remaster? Something like that. What? Oh my god, I don't pay attention to I've anything. I've heard like little speckles. Dude, why do you have me on this podcast? I have no idea what's going on. I like the your reactions, they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Oh my god. I, let me I, see if I'm not wrong. Yeah, Diablo 2 Resurrected. I am so down because I've been wanting to play Diablo 2. Diablo 2 Resurrected is uh, supposedly going to be a strict and faithful remaster. Okay. Okay, so that's interesting. I I haven't played much Diablo, so... Dude, play Diablo 2 with me. Dude. Uh, okay. I'll make, no, I'll, yeah, yeah. I might be my paladin again. Just okay. just for this. I might fucks with it, yeah. No, that that sounds good. Yeah, I just... I, I think when those games were coming out, me being, you know, poor shit... I didn't have stuff. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so I, I didn't I didn't have that shit. I just uh, a girl I was dating at the time uh, had a couple computers. Oh okay. So cool. her, her cool. brother was really cool. Nice. But yeah, I think that's all the stuff we had to talk about. I just wanted to go over to direct, and then Ryan, of course, <laughs> gave us that Metallica story. Dude, it's oh man. If if you can, just look up. Just look it up, like Twitch Metallica. BlizzCon. I'm sure it's probably on YouTube. Bro, bro, fuck it, bro. We're not even gonna play Diablo 2 Resurrected. We could just... You have a phone, don't you? We'll just play Diablo 1. A phone's not a console? You guys got... You guys have phones, don't you? You guys don't have phones? <laughs> fuck you, guys. That's why I'm like... Uh, that shit was funny as fuck. 
you know what? When, when the Diablo games come closer to releasing, that's when I'll rant about Blizzard. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold it in for now. That, that shit time. was funny as fuck. Because I'm like, you guys didn't need to say that. You could just said sorry that we didn't show any Diablo 4 stuff. We're working on it. Like, if this isn't for you, please be patient. No, yeah, you, just, not just like... People you, still would have been mad, but it, it would have been like, wow, fuck you, Blizzard. Because, like, the way they said it, it's just like... Well, you're gonna play it. Like, as like as a matter of fact. Like, they, no, I'm you. not gonna play this. They didn't want a mobile game. Now, if you showed a trailer for Diablo 4 and then also was like, to hold you over until we have it out, we have this, that would be a little more reasonable. That's what Gears of War did. Nobody complained about the Funko Gears of yeah, War mobile Gears, game. Gears of War 5 was already about to come out, and then he announced, yeah, that too. Yeah. But we already knew Gears of War 5 was coming, and they had trailers and footage. Exactly. I still need to play Gears of War. I can play all five games on Xbox. They're all on game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I still need to play them. I never played them. Yeah, I I tried. I might be more into it now, but at the mm. time, I, I just it wasn't for me. Yeah, I I've never been like a shooting game guy. That's that's initially why I never like played them. But I hear the story is pretty good, and I actually heard Gears Five like the story was really good. I so I would l I I'm I'm a story dude. So. Yeah, I hear the story is really good, but there's something that I can't get over, and I don't want to say it too. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna well, say it. <laughs> say it. Um, you've have you ever seen the Rescuers? No. Do you remember the Rescuers when we were kids? Do you remember like these? Look up the rescuers real quick. The rescuers. <laughs> the rescuers. Uh, okay. <laughs> you might remember. It was Let's one see. of those. It was one of those early mornings. They sold toys of it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I see the rescuers film series. Oh. No, no, not that was rescuers. No. Uh, Rescue Heroes! Rescue Heroes! Oh, That's what I mean! Rescue yes, Heroes! Yes! I know what that is! <laughs> Two heroes? I got it wrong! Rescuers were going to mice! Rescue Heroes! Yeah, dude, I Rescue do. Heroes! Fucking, like, discount blue-collar G.I. Joe? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> look at their fucking body shape! <laughs> like, <laughs> Bro! It's fucking Gears of War, though! No, these niggas built like One Piece villains, bro! <laughs> My god, Jojo. <laughs> Dude, yes, I remember oh Rescue my. Heroes. They're like, we're everyday superheroes, pretty much. They're like fighting fires with like this fucking high-tech equipment. Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry to get sidetracked, bro. On my way here, I think a building was on fire. Because oh, I saw a fire truck with its sirens, like just right past, like like about a block or two past the food for less, right there. Mm -hmm. There was a fire engine with its lights on, but no siren. And when I drove past, there was a fireman disconnecting the water oh, from shit. a hydrant. There was water all over the place, oh, shit. and I didn't get a good look because there was a lot of cars, and I'm driving, and I'm not stupid. Yeah. But they they used that hydrant to put something out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Why didn't they just call the Rescue Heroes? They should have called the Rescue Heroes, man. Bro, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, I remember the Rescue Heroes, bro. I said the Rescuers. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Dude, Rescuers Down Under, though? Prime yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. God. Dude, they had, like, a television show. I think they've had multiple television shows. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 it's such a weird premise. Yeah. <laughs> 
They're just trying to make firefighters and shit look cool. But I mean, like, Paw Patrol is just the dog version of Rescue Heroes. No, you're right. And I mean, <laughs> it's a good influence on the kids at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yo. Alright, man. Uh, did, did you want to... You have Borderlands movie things to well, talk about? Well, I guess there's more updates of the cast. So, you know, okay. we got Eli Roth directing Borderlands the movie, starring... So Kevin Hart as uh, Roland, and we got Kate Blanchett as uh, Lilith. Um, two more castings. Okay. So I want to know how you feel about these. Okay. Because one of them I agree with, and one of them I don't, and then there's something else to it. Okay. The first one is the one I agree with. I'm down with this. Okay. She's a little older than I would expect, but knowing what happens with this character in the long run, it mm -hmm. makes sense, and I like it. Jamie Lee Curtis is Dr. Tannis. Okay. I can vibe with that. Yeah. That, I can, I can I'm, vibe with I'm that. chill with that. I can vibe with that. Yeah. Because, uh, do you, do you want any spoilers for Borderlands 3? Go for it. Tannis I, is a siren. Is she? Yeah. She's been a low-key a siren this whole time. Oh. Well, that is news. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's honestly cool. Um, Fuck yeah. So knowing that, I'm like, I'm down for Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jamie Lee Curtis is cool. Yeah. yeah. The other one. Um, okay. They cast Claptrap. Oh. As? Um, well, Jack Black is Claptrap. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I understand that casting, but can I be honest? Yo. Wouldn't Kevin Hart be a better Claptrap? Yes. 100%. Kevin Hart would make a... Yes. Kevin Hart would be a like, much better thinking club. in my head, yes. yes. That's yes. That would have worked out so well. I think Jack Black can pull it off. He can pull it off. I feel like he's kind of still underestimated. He is. I'm sure he can do it good. If he pitches up his voice a bit, I'd be down with it. I feel like he can do a great job as the character. It just He would make Claptrap more fun than Claptrap is. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart is kind of fucking annoying sometimes. <laughs> and that's why he, sometimes when I'm playing the game, I'm just like, Claptrap, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, but I love him. And that's okay, because I love you, Kevin Hart. But like, Kevin Hart shut the fuck should up. have voiced Shigechi in the JoJo's though. Oh, um, <laughs> speaking of random castings, uh, fucking homeboy from Dorara that we couldn't think of. Who to cast? Vill kind of villain guy. What's his name? Isaiah. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Um, either Rami Malek or okay. uh, fucking uh, Jay. What's his name? The the guy who voices Hiccup in How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he would be a weird casting. He's gonna bother. It's gonna bother me. He's a weird casting, but I feel like he could do a good job of that kind of character. Yeah. It'd be like one of those like underdog performances. Maybe it'd be Kev like Kevin Hart's future performance in Borderlands. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But also Rami Malek would be a really good job. Yeah. No, he definitely... He's a great actor. I, Jay Burchu? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I got... I feel Rami uh, just because of his performance in Until Dawn. Because he plays, like, a fucking, like, kind of psycho very well in that game. Okay. I don't know if you played that game, but... I played a bit of it. Do you know the ending? No. You know how he got cut in half? Mm-hmm. 
That was staged. He was pretending to kill people, but then he didn't realize people were actually getting killed by a Wendigo. What I mean, the Wendigo. fuck? A Wendigo is the fucking thing. Yeah. And the guy in the beginning with the flamethrower, he's like a guy who survived the first Wendigo like oh, thing, shit. and he's like been protecting people in the mountain. It's That's a fucking, fucking flip. Crazy. And it, oh man. Okay, so since 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 you you brought that up with Remy Malek uh, being a uh, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would be a good Shizuo? Shizuo, like, it's hard. Who do you think would, like, go good with that kind of interview with Rami? Huh. Especially, like, the kind of, like, rage Shizuo, Shizuo has isn't just, like, I'm fucking mad. Yeah, it's like, like there's times it's where deep he's and just, personal. Yeah, it's deep and personal, and there's times where he's just really calm. Yeah, and that's the scariest. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, like I, I was telling Ryan, I've been reading the Dorara light novels, and they're they're fucking fantastic, um, but I was I was saying uh, the anime does a great job adapting adapting the, the novels, especially like the way the novels are written. Mm-hmm. You know how kind of like the story is it's all over the place in the anime, but at the same time it's not all over the place. That's how it is in the novels. So they did a really good job adapting that kind of style into an anime format. Yeah. The the novels go a little deeper though, just because they get way more personal and like character thoughts. Okay. Because it's t- told in more of like a like a third person, like a single character. So like every chapter kind of like takes a main focus only on like one or two people. There'll be plenty of other people in the chapter, but you're like Following. in the head of like maybe like one or two people. Okay. Within a specific chapter. That's so really you cool. get more insight into their thoughts or more insight into their perception of another person. Like, uh, you know the episode where the reporter is looking for his daughter? Yeah. And he runs into Shizuo, and Shizuo fucking knocks him out? Uh, that chapter is really good because normally the book is told in first or third person. That chapter is told in first person. It's mm-hmm. from the reporter's like perspective the whole time. What? And he talks about how he gets, like hit with a lariat from Shizuo because he starts asking too many fucking questions and the description of it is just so intense and the description of Shizuo just getting gradually more upset with him and the things he's saying to him is so fucking intense I'm just like this is amazing like the the writing style is so good in the novels like I said the anime did a great job adapting it but it's just there's some things that just can't be translated perfectly onto like a visual media format. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good. They're really good. I'm I'm at the cha- at, at this point in the books, I'm at the point where uh uh um what's homegirl's name? The Nikawa, like the the girl that thinks she has the original psycho. Oh that chick, yeah. Yeah. And uh she confronted Henri and now she's about to fight all like the psycho children oh. in the the fucking park. I, I I'm so hyped to read how that goes down, just because they this volume especially has been getting into Shizuo's head a lot. Oh, okay. So I I'm, I've been enjoying it. So it's cool. like the description of his character goes so deep. And also Mikado's crazy. Mikado's been crazy since the beginning. Reading the novels, Mikado's been crazy. Okay. Man. It wasn't that he snapped. It's just that he finally got the opportunity to go fucking ham. Yeah. Like, he's been crazy. It, does, <laughs> does he seem somewhat manipulative? 
A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Because I've always kind of gotten that vibe from him, but I couldn't tell. Because that's just, that's his talent. He's so upset. He was so obsessed. They get, they get way more into the idea of him being like obsessed with the online world since he just came from that small town. Yeah. That the internet was all he knew, but he didn't have an, any interesting story to tell himself. Yeah. And that's why he wanted to go to EK Bukuro and stuff because he wanted that intense life and just certain descriptions. Like where he grabs Mikaharama and like runs away with from Selty with her. And it's that part is told from Selty's perspective. And she's like, the boy was definitely scared. Like you could see fear in his eyes. But at the same time, he was smiling. Like he was super into it. Like he was like, yes, this is what I fucking came here for. He's been crazy. Oh, he has shit. never not been crazy. Like, it makes me wonder I was if like, anime... no, he's been snapped. Do you think in the anime in that part, if you like look closely... Like maybe he's smiling. I think if you rewatch the anime with that context in mind, you'll probably notice it. I'm sure. You'll probably... Like, of course it's going to be way more obvious if, when you read the books, because you get into his head a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm sure if you rewatch the anime, you're just going to be like, this man has been snapped. There was never... That part at the end of, like, what is it, part three, where he's just like, the city didn't leave me behind and never caught up like that's not when he snapped he's been yeah. that way that was just when he decided okay fuck it i'm gonna do it <laughs> like he just needed something to do <laughs> okay so we, we we do need to like make time to like do talk about, raw raw episodes. yeah we talk about oh, it all the time it's so good are you how many more volumes are you done do you have oh uh like 11 there's 13 books oh, okay and i'm about to finish the second one Okay. Which is interesting, because the first book is, like, the first part. Like, the ending of the first book is Mikado revealing he's so the leader the, of the... So it's the first Dorara. It's the first 12 episodes, yeah. And then this one is the Psyka incident, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure the third book's gonna be the Yellow Scarves. Which means the next 10 books are going to do the events of, like, the other three parts of the anime. So I'm yeah. curious as to how those were adapted, what things were taken out what things were added in or edited or rearranged. Yeah. Because um, there's an event, there's a chapter in the first book that describes something happening that doesn't get shown in the anime until the start of, like, the fourth part. You know how um, the ending to, like, the third part is Izuya getting stabbed? Yeah. And then the, the start of the next part, it flashes back to that karaoke bar where, he, or where he's talking to those two girls about suicide. That chapter happens in volume one. Really? That, like, not the scene of him getting stabbed, but, like, that moment in the karaoke bar. Mm -hmm. That happens in volume one. Really? Mm-hmm. And fuck Izuya. He's fucking insane. <laughs> if you ever thought, maybe there's something else that... No. This book clarifies, like, if you ever, like, second-guessed it, no. He's, he's, he's awful. He's an awful person. Um... But, yeah, no, that... that yeah, certain stuff is rearranged, so I'm, I'm curious to see how the next ten books go. I'm sure, like, maybe not a lot was cut out because this book's only six chapters. Okay. So they turn, like, these six chapters into, like, three episodes. Okay. Because the psycho arc is really short in the anime. Yeah. But, um, I'm interested. Would you mind, like, after you've read a couple, like, letting me borrow, like, the first one and mm -hmm. then, like, mm -hmm. we, we burn through. We burn through the books yeah. and then we watch the anime. Yeah. And then we have the episode. Give me a fucking reason to watch the Rai again, bro. You know, you know I'm there. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a good series. If you if you're into that weird shit and you're kind of like willing to wait for like a slow burn of a storyline, uh, Dorara is definitely it. If you like to read, I say read the novels first. 
just because um, they're not hard to get. They're very cheap. They're like maybe like no more than $12 each and you can find them on Amazon because that's where I bought them all. But um, the anime is also, I think it's on Netflix still, but it's definitely on Hulu. Uh, it's like 60 something episodes. I'd say either one is good, but if you prefer reading, go ahead and read the light novels. And then you can come back and watch the anime. But it's it's very good. It's very, very good. I've been enjoying it. Nice. It's, it's got me back into reading more often too, so I'm just like, cool. I have plenty to read for a while. I, I've been wanting to read too. Yeah, man. Go for it. Yeah. No, I'll let you. I'll let you borrow them. Cool. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll kill it. Fuck yeah. We've um, been talking about it like every episode. No, we have because it's such a, we'll we'll talk about like Dorabara or we'll talk about JoJo's. Yeah. Because they're so fucking good. <laughs> but um, real quick, I want to talk about two games. Just, Raid just, Shadow Legends. <laughs> yeah. uh, this week's sponsor, guys, is gonna be Raid Shadow Legends. Forget everything you know about RPGs. <laughs> no. No. If they uh, offered me a bag, yes, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. Best believe. I don't give a fuck. You don't have to download Raid. But I'll advertise it. If they were offering me some money, I wish we had sponsors. But, uh, <laughs> I wanna talk about two games that I played recently. One is the ending of a five-month adventure. <laughs> and, uh... The other is the start of a new one from an older series. So, uh, first things first, I'm going to talk about uh, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 4. Oh, I saw that you finished that. The 40 Ounce Fridays Twitter retweeted it. Man, whoever... Yeah, 40 Ounce Fridays Twitter, yeah. 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 At, at, 40 podcast on Twitter. Yeah, whoever's running that account is doing a really good job. Bang up job. Love it love to see it <laughs> but yeah i just finished trails of cold steel 4 it is the fourth game in the cold steel series the fourth and final game in the cold steel series in the ninth game in the trail series just to give you guys a very brief idea of what the trail series is without getting too deep into it i'm not going to talk about plot that much because i have to get into it and that's a whole other discussion but the trail series is a different set of games from the Legend of Heroes games. There's there's a game series, I believe it's also made by Famicom, called The Legend of Heroes. And it's just like an old JRPG kind of, kind of games. And then they made a series of games called Legend of Heroes Trails. So each series... Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to confuse anyone. So there's the Trails. There's the trails. Stop, stop, stop. I'm not going to Kingdom Hearts it. Oh my god. Okay. Wait, I Is got there it. time travel in this game? No. Oh my god. <laughs> no. That's that's a Not lot. Yet. That's a, that makes it oh shit, true. <laughs> There's still plenty they could do. But okay. Trail series. You can look them up. You'll find them on Google. You don't even have to put in Legend of Heroes. The trail series is set in a continent. The continent is called Zamara. On this continent, it's super big. There's a bunch of different countries. So each set, like each sub-series of games in the Trail series takes place in one specific country, and it has a story or conflict that goes on in that country. Then another sub-series will have another set of characters and story and conflict that goes on in said other country, but there's certain things or threads that'll connect them into an overall plot. That's the simplest way I can put it. Mm. So the first set of games that come out both in order of release and chronologically, the timeline is pretty chronological, thank God. 
uh, is Trails in the Sky. So there's three games in Trails in the Sky. There's Trails in the Sky first chapter, second chapter, and then Trails in the Sky the third. So that takes place in a kingdom called Liberal, and the two main characters are Estelle and Joshua. The main main character is Estelle, and they go on this trip to become what's called senior bracers. So bracers are just kind of like people that go around and do jobs, whether it's like fighting off monsters for like villages or just doing simple tasks, stuff like that. It ranges in intensity, and they're separate from like the regular government. Right now, Estelle and Joshua, at the start of that game of first chapter, are junior bracers. So they're pretty much going around the kingdom, doing certain tasks and goals to get pretty much letters of recommendation. And once they complete all of that, they get promoted to senior bracers. That's the basic plot of the first game. Then it leads into something a lot darker and deeper that's going on. Mm. And then second chapter gets more into that plot with the main villain organization called Ouroboros. Ouroboros is overarching villain. You know what's crazy is that it's called Ouroboros, and when you first said, like, oh, they're working for the thing, and then they uncover a plot, I was like, oh, it sounds like Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, there's there's more going on with it. Yeah, That's it's, cool. It's, it's super dope, but yeah. And the second chapter goes to, like, pretty much the finale portion of Joshua and Estelle's story. The reason why the third game is called Trails in the Sky the third instead of, like, final chapter or third chapter is because the main characters of that game aren't Estelle and Joshua. It's a character that got introduced in the second chapter named Father Kevin. He works for the church. He's the main character of Trails in the Sky the Third. Really? But Estelle, Joshua, and like all your other like party members from the first two chapters are in that story. It's just more focused on Kevin. It's kind of like an epilogue-ish thing for the liberal arc. Okay. So that concludes it. That's... And then... It's interesting because is he like an older guy? He's a little older. So it's like not often in those kind of games. He's like older in a sense, like Estelle and Joshua at that point are maybe like 17, yeah. 18. So Kevin, I think, is maybe like in his early mid 20s at that point. Yeah, it's just usually you get the, the teenager mm -hmm. heroes. So it was That's cool that they had that twist. Yeah. yeah, they the second game even cliffhangers off of like, oh, what the fuck is Kevin doing? So then Trails in the Sky Third goes more into that and his backstory, and there's a lot of lore added in. And then the next set of games, these games are not translated in America yet, which is weird because I hear amongst the Trails fandom, they're kind of the, more, the most popular games in the series. Really? It's two games. They take place in this small little, uh, I guess, country area you would call called Crossbell. And they don't have official English titles because they're not translated, but I guess the there's fan translations and stuff. So the fans officially call them Trails to Zero and Trails to Azure. Mm. Or the order could be reversed, whatever. Those are they're two games. They take place in this place called Crossbell. Your main character is this dude named Lloyd. He just came into, you know, the city because he's starting a job as a police officer. And he ends up working, you know, with the police force and he gets assigned to this new group called the Special Support Section. And he team he gets teamed up with three other people that joined it. There's this guy named Randy. A, lady, a, a young lady named Ellie, and then a younger girl named Tia. And they don't really know what the special support section is for. It kind of looks like they kind of just got motley crewed, thrown into like, eh, just throw them here. Yeah. But pretty much, uh, I guess, police approval had been going down in Crossbell due to like bracers doing better work than the police have. And there's like, 
a high-class bracer that lives there who's just famous. He's known as the Divine Blade of Wind and shit like <laughs> that. So, what a name. mainly in the first game, it's them kind of like proving themselves over the course of the story. And also, there's a whole other thing where like the reason why Lloyd came back to Crossbell is because his brother, who was working as a police officer in Crossbell, had recently been killed. But they haven't found out who killed him, so there's that plot going on. Then more shit happens, gets into dark stuff, and boom, there's Ouroboros again. So the second game gets more into that, and them figuring out what's happening in Crossbell. And it's just one of the more popular games, and I can see why, just because Lloyd and Randy and all of them are really likable characters. Oh. It's a smaller core cast, like the first game has like four main characters, and I think they had like two more main people in the second game. So you get to know them a little better, even though it's only two games. Mm. It's just like that smaller group of people, so you, you it, it feels a little more intimate. And Lloyd's a likable character. He's a very likable guy. And that's the whole thing with the Crossbell arc, and then we move into the most recent arc that's come out, the Cold Seal arc. That Those are the games I've recently played over the course of the last five months. I started playing them, yeah, late October, and I just finished a couple days ago. Uh, so, Cold Steel takes place in a very, very large country, probably like one of the largest countries on the continent called Erebonia. It's an empire, they got a lot of territory, a lot of shit going down, they have a rich history. Uh, one thing to note about Erebonia is they kind of have this rivalry with another place called the Calvert Republic. They're not as big, but they're still pretty large, and right in the middle of them is Crossbell. So they've been arguing over territorial stuff with Crossbell for like ever. And they they have a treaty going on, it's the only reason why Crossbell is kind of by itself, but it's not an independent nation. So things are starting to tie together between the first three games at this point. So your main character in Cold Steel is a kid named Reen. He's 17 years old and he's going to this place called Thor's Military Academy. So a lot of people go to Thor's Military Academy, and one thing to note about Erebonia, they still have like a class system. So they have, you know, the nobles and the commoners. But Thor's lets commoners and nobles go to the academy. They're still separated by classes though. So I think like the first few classes, like class one, two, and three are nobles, and then classes four, five, and six are commoners. So nobles wear like white uniforms and commoners wear green. But one thing Reen and like eight other students notice is their uniforms are red. So they're just like, well, why are our uniforms red? Why are we so different? And these nine characters are a mix of both noble and commoner. <laughs> Can I just say, you know what that makes me think of? Hmm. Obelisk blue, slifer red. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> That's my two cents. Okay. Yeah, but um, pretty much there a new special class is getting introduced this year, a class of only nine students called Class 7. So they're a mix of commoners and nobles. And it was, uh, the idea was made by the current chairman of the school, the Prince of Erebonia, Prince Oliver. Mm. Fun fact about Oliver, he's one of your main characters in the Trails in the Sky games. Oh. He's in disguise most of the time. He eventually reveals himself as the Prince of Erebonia. So... They were already, you know, yeah. showing other countries. Like, Erebonia was already a thing, like, long before it got its games. Interesting. And, um, so the idea was to show, like, how well those classes can work together and how they can team up. And they have, like, new systems 
to help them bond and strengthen bonds and work together in combat. It goes into the battle system. So at first it's kind of like the story is pretty much that. You go on these things called field exercises every week where you go to like a different city and just do certain tasks and jobs based off of like the idea of what a bracer would do. But it's to test your teamwork. And there's certain characters within the class that kind of have issues with each other. So you get to go over like a certain story arc with like a team you're in because it's always like a mix of like four students going on a trip together. And it's like, oh, these two students don't get along. They can't form a combat link for some reason. Uh, like there's these two guys, one's named Gaius. He's a, he's a commoner and he has like a backstory, like a reason that makes him like hate nobles. And then there's a noble dude named Eusis who's kind of like, he comes off really smug and arrogant, but he has a reason for being distant. And these two immediately fucking hate each other. Like, right off the bat, they fucking do not like each other. They're always arguing, and they can't get along, and they can't form a combat link. So there's a time where you go with both of them on a field exercise, and it's fucking like they are still arguing. So over the course of that, they learn to form a combat link. Uh, there's a character named Laura, who's my waifu in that game. Uh, she's... She comes from a noble family, but she's really cool. Like her dad's like one of the strongest swordsmen on the in the country, or is the strongest swordsman in the country. And she trains in the sword. She's very honorable. But there's another girl in your class named Fee, who's a thing called a Jaeger, which is essentially like a mercenary. Okay. She's a former mercenary that ended up in class seven. And Laura doesn't really like the idea of those people because there's like kind of like a new astigmatism. So then they don't get along for reasons. So it's all of that. You kind of learn to be friends. Yeah. And then the plot sets it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when you, when you, by the time you get to the second game, Ouroboros starts showing up. They start pulling up and doing shit. And it gets deeper and deeper. So the first two games of Cold Steel are kind of like their own set-aside storyline. Like, they okay. don't really involve, like, stuff that happened in the Sky games or the Crossbell games. Yeah. When you get to Cold Steel 3, that's when things start mixing up. Okay. Like, Cold Steel 3... And Cold Steel 4 are kind of like the end, uh, Infinity War endgame okay. of the current point the Trails games are in. Okay. Because you start seeing characters from past games, like Randy becomes a teacher at the school Ren is teaching at. Okay. Like, you watch these kids grow up. Like, the storyline for Cold Steel is almost three years long. So, Ren becomes a teacher at, like, a branch campus for Thor's. And then Randy's a teacher there, too. And then, instead of having your old party members, because they all graduated and they're doing their own thing... You have students, and those are your party members. And Rain's okay. like the leader, so he's leading them along, teaching them things. He's oh. still trying to understand his own powers and shit that's going on. There's like a huge, big, dark plot brewing. <sighs> so by the time you get to the fourth game, everything's just built up to that point. Yeah. And it's just like, this is war. Like, everyone's fucking here. Estelle and all of them from like the first games pull up. Shit. Lloyd and them pull up. Like, everyone is there. Everyone is here. Yeah, no, it, I was like, dude, this is the fucking end game. This how is the end game of Cold Seal. How many sad deaths? There's a couple of deaths. There's not as many deaths as you would think there would be mm. in those games. There are some deaths. Like, there's one at the end of Cold Steel 3. Did it make you cry? Mm -hmm. Cold Steel 2. Oh, it made you cry? Yeah, dude. That I've doesn't been, happen. I've guys, been crying that a lot more often. Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might but, talk um, to you that on, about that. On, wait. I never asked you this. Did you cry in Halfway Down? No. Uh, I don't think I did. I was, like, tearing up, but I didn't cry. Okay. It, I think it, what helps you 
not cry is like if you did you immediately jump into the next episode? Yeah, I immediately. This is like the music. You're like, what the fuck? And then with Cold Steel, like the character that died at the end of three, I had known for three games, and I had been playing those games back to back, back to back to back, and I put a couple hundred hours in. So I'm just like. No! Yeah. And I felt like she was gonna die. Like, I felt something bad was gonna happen, like, way early in the game. And I was like, don't you fucking do it. She's the youngest kid in the class. Oh, no. By the time you get to Cold Steel 3, like, everyone's, like, like 20 or 21. And then I think, like, Fee's, like, 17. The girl that died was, like, 15. Uh, and I was like, bro! And it was, like, a, a sacrifice. Like, she, she saved everyone. Like, But... The thing about Cold Seal games, each one besides four, always has a very like, fuck ending. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just always like, god damn it. It's always like this cliffhanger, but like, it's like, like a like, oh no, cliffhanger. Mm. Like, the first game, uh, a bunch of shit's happening and like a civil war is erupting in Erebonia, and you have to get away while your friends are holding a bunch of shit off, like your classmates, and you're like, no, I want to stay, and you, you're you forced to leave, and you're, like, flying off, gone, as, like, your friends are holding down the fort, and then the fucking credits roll, and I was like, is that really the end of the game? <laughs> like, the, I was sitting there like... Sounds like the ending of Hobbit Des Desolation of Smog. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, there's Smog, and it ends. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck? And Rin's just like, no! And the credits roll, and I was oh like, God. "You got me fucked up." I'm, I, I like thought about it. I'm like, dude, people waited like a year for the second game to come out, so they're just like, "Are they dead? Are they fucking dead?" Luckily, they're not dead. Uh, someone dies at the end of Cold Steel Two. It's like a friend slash rival character, so oh, it's okay. very sad. And that happens, and then a shocking twist is revealed. <laughs> That uh, a villainish type character who's been around since like even like the Sky Games just didn't mention, but he lives in Erebonia. Uh, he was assassinated in the first game, but somehow survived, which is revealed later or talked about how he survived later. And then he's just like, "I'm your daddy, Reen." Roll credits. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my just, god! I was like, "Yo!" <laughs> so I'm playing Cold Steel Three, right? Yeah. And Homegirl dies. So Reen freaks out. Reen fucking hulks out and he has like strange powers and shit in the game. But it's exactly what the enemy wanted, like your dad and like the other enemy wanted, because it pretty much triggers like the start of the end of the world. That's what they're using okay. you for. And then uh, a bunch of shit goes down and your dad kind of has you out of like the collar. <laughs> well, they're in. I didn't want to say this because I didn't want to have to explain it. They're in giant robots. But I'm a, uh, <laughs> okay, don't. It's confusing. Don't, don't. It makes sense. But, <laughs> please but don't. Please don't. <laughs> it's too much. But um, as, he's holding, as he's holding you down, he's just like, now we can begin oh as father and son credits. And I was like, can you stop? Can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, Whoa. can a game just end? Can a game just conclude? Oh my god. Oh <laughs> my god. Uh, dude. And then the fourth game has a normal ending. Does it have and an end credit eye open? <laughs> no, no. Because, <laughs> fuck. It, it has, the, the fourth game has a fucking normal ending, which is sad. It's very abrupt and very fucking sad. And then there's the true ending. You want the true ending. Mm. The, tr the true ending is the, the good one. Okay. You, you want that one. The normal ending's not even like, yeah, I, I, I could deal with it. No. 
fuck that normal ending. First of all, it's way too abrupt. It's just, the, the game's just like, well, fuck. But essentially, uh, the main villain over the course of all of this, over the Cold Steel games that's been, like, fucking with events, is this ancient curse over Erebonia. So once you win a series of battles called the Rivalries, which involve the robots, you win, and you beat your dad. Now the curse is all up on you. But Reen's just like, well, now that the curse is here, this is my one chance to destroy it. So my nigga Reen <laughs> flies up towards the atmosphere and explodes. <laughs> oh. And he kills the curse. <laughs> but but he's dead too. Him and, and his Gundam are gone. Like, feathers, like these golden <laughs> feathers from the sky, and everyone's crying. <laughs> like your class is crying, your students oh are god. crying. Oh my god, the Pokemon are crying. Gash <laughs> comes back to life. Fucking, you know, Estelle's team is just like, yo, what the fuck? Lloyd's team is like, what the fuck? And then, like, one of your students is like, don't worry, we'll see Reen again someday. And then the fucking credits roll, and I was like, okay, I can see why people are like, yeah, get the true ending. And I did all the stuff for the true ending. You, you have to do the normal ending first, though. So I did the true ending. Reen does not die. They manage to save him and separate the curse from him. And then you have to fight the curse as the final boss. And it's straight endgame. It's straight endgame. Like, niggas, you, it's just you, your students, and like your former class seven mates. And you're just like, okay, we're just gonna have to fucking fight it. We're just gonna have to fucking fight it. And they're like, not alone you're not. I shit you not. Magic portals opened up. And everyone else oh, fucking pops no. up. They all pull up, Ryan. The Falcon like, flies by. This is fucking <laughs> endgame. And you form three teams. And Reen's team's taking on the main boss. And then the other two teams are taking on the horns of the boss. Yeah. The horns give the boss, like, physical and magic immunity. So I can't hurt him until okay. I destroy the horns. Yeah. So you can switch between teams on the fly. And destroy, like, okay, I'll destroy the physical arm with this team. Yeah. And then I'll destroy the magic arm with this team. Now I can go to Reen's team and start dealing damage to the boss. Yeah. But he can regenerate arms, so you're constantly switching between That's teams. That's pretty cool. It was really cool. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I played the game on normal, by the way. But um, it was just really cool to see. And then you get the true ending. Everything's super happy. There's a wedding. Everyone's, everyone's okay. It's really nice. Reen's not involved in the wedding, though. It's characters, it's Prince Oliver and someone else. Like, okay. one, of his, one of the characters from the, the Sky Games. Okay. They finally get married. It, yeah, it's just cute. And it's just like, I'm so happy no one fucking died. <laughs> like, I was like, every one of these games has ended in a fucking tragedy, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was beautiful. That's I, cool. I fucking, it, it was great, guys. If you, if you want to play Trails, I highly recommend it. Be warned, though, you in for a ride. And one thing I will note, I mentioned this when I brought up that shitty Cold Steel 4 review. There's a, I don't know if you heard me talk about this, uh, but somebody did a, a review of Cold Steel 4, and it was really bad. Really? Because they even say this in the review several times, they hadn't played any Trails games. Oh. Not just like, oh, I haven't played the Sky <sighs> games or the Crossbell games. They hadn't even played Cold Steel 1 through 3. That's like playing Kingdom Hearts 3 without playing 1 or 2. And then they tried to blame the game for not giving enough context about certain characters and events. I'm just like, no. but that's your responsibility. 
You being mad that you didn't understand certain things happening in the game is your fault because you didn't take the time to play the other games. Yeah. I would even say, because the route I went, I didn't play all the games. I, didn't, I haven't played the Sky games or the Crossbow games mm. because I don't... The, the Crossbow games are not even fucking officially translated. I would have to get a fan translation. And then I'm sure I can get the Sky games. It's too many games. Yeah. Um, there's a YouTube channel where there's a playlist and she does like these super in-depth story summaries of all the Sky games and the Crossbow like each video is like an hour long or some shit like that but you that's like the next best thing to playing the games the best yeah. thing to do is play the games of course yeah, one day i'll probably play those games but if you don't have the time or the resources to that is the next best thing i i watched them because i was told once you get to cold steel 3 if you don't know anything about the other two series you're not going to understand certain things going on and you're not going to appreciate certain things that happen which is true so I was just like, okay, so I watched them before I finished Cold Steel 2, and then I got to Cold Steel 3, and I'm glad I did, because I was able to appreciate a lot of stuff more. Because yeah. I knew the story. This nigga didn't play any of them. Yeah. <laughs> he went straight to the ninth game. The ninth game. <laughs> it's like not even like, if it was like two or three, I'd be like, okay, you know, sometimes yeah. people jump in late, but nine? No, you got you got to have some backstory. It was like, you know, like, like the, the meme of the kid, like, with his leg on the top step, oh. like at floor one. Yeah. Just skipped over all the. This oh game's God. bad because it doesn't tell me enough stuff. And then he didn't do the true ending. So he was talking about how the ending was really like, eh, like ended in a whimper and it was yeah. abrupt. And he was like, I know there's a true ending, but I'm not going to do it. Which is stupid because it would have been really easy for him to do. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one of those one of those people who just uh, casual gamers, mm -hmm. you know, the, like they don't want to immerse themselves, and that's fine. Just don't play those games. Just don't rate also those games. Said there were too many like curvy jokes in the game and I'm just like well if you've played the Trails games you would understand their sense of humor and in Cold Steel 4 it probably had the least pervy mm. jokes so I was just like there's maybe like three of them I'm like no I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so yeah fuck that guy but yeah uh, that was my Cold Steel adventure oh, Cold man. Steel is great there is a 10th game that's already out it's just not in English yet I hope it does get in English it's called Trails of Creation. It's pretty much going to be the epilogue kind of game to like the Crossbell stuff and the Erebonia stuff. Okay. It's pretty much what uh, Trails in the Sky the third was to the Sky games. Okay. Because those stories are so intertwined. And then they're in development of the 11th game, which is going to start the second half of the Trails storyline. So if you wanted to jump in but didn't really want to play any of the games before, you could jump in there because I hear it's going to have little to nothing to really do with the first half of stuff. I'm sure it's going to link overall because Ouroboros is still around. We didn't beat them. Yeah. We, we stopped the end of the world, essentially. Yeah. But Ouroboros is still around and they're still going on with their plans. There's an end credit scene where Ouroboros is like... Some certain members are talking with each other. You know how Kingdom Hearts does with yeah. the organization. Oh my god. Yeah, man. they do shit like that. Oh, and then man. the Grand Master was talking, and she was just like, it doesn't matter because in three years everything will return into like primordial nothingness. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck does that mean? And it just ended. So I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm sorry. You brought up Kingdom Hearts ending, and can I. Go, go, because okay. I just. Okay, We're never so gonna I, 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 okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I told myself, like, 
this is something that I got angry about the other day, mm-hmm. and I told myself I wasn't going to talk about it on the podcast. I was even drunk talking to our friend Sergio on Discord. Like, I'm not going to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, fuck that. But, do it, nigga. That's oh what my here. <laughs> all right. All right. So, you bringing up Kingdom Hearts, like, how they end. So, you've seen... I've, you were... You shot me. I've been in the room where I already know the story. Um. So, at the very end end, mm-hmm. it's like, fucking, uh... Fuck, I forget their fucking name. Fucking eye patch dude. Zigbur? Zigbur. Oh. Oh, I remember that. So yeah. with, the, with the box mm-hmm. and the other masters. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like who is he? Who's the master master? Whatever. All that stuff, I'm just like, cool. They're gonna explore that in the other games. The Dark Seeker saga is finished. This is setting up for the next saga, right? Mm-hmm. The Dark Seeker saga is finished. They've said the Dark Seeker saga is finished. Yeah. Why? Uh-oh. Is there a fucking Kingdom Hearts rhythm game coming out? Oh, it's already out. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, but it involves, like, Kyrie and Riku, and it's like, it's a side game in that sense. Is this the beginning of the next, the next arc? arc? Or is this more of. It could be like what I was saying with Sky Third in Creation, where it's just like. An epilogue thing? Yeah. Maybe something they, to give you a transition? But they already did that with Remind. Oh, they did. So and what they is already this? did that with 3-5, or not 3-5 days, um, Dream Drop Distance. That was like your precursor before 3. Yeah. That was like, 3's coming, but this yeah. is for And then there was even 2.8. You're right. Like, King, stop, HD Ultimate stop with telling me the next one's the last one. The next one's gonna be it. This is that. This is that. Stop it. Just say you dealing with Tetsuya Nomura. Like He's I, I'm never gonna. Stop. Don't tell me something's gonna end. Just say it's gonna keep going. Cause uh, fuck, like, and the rhythm game like it looks fun, but I'm not gonna drop sixty dollars on that. Yeah. I'm not. I, I look up. I'll, the, I'll pick look, it up on sale. I'll pick it up on sale, or I'll watch the cutscenes on YouTube. I, I like, like rhythm games, but yeah, I'm not gonna pay sixty. This is something I I got really upset about this. No, I it's very understandable because you're just like fuck. It's supposed to be done. It's supposed to be done. <laughs> I need to. F- I bought Remind a year ago, and I still haven't played it. Damn. Maybe, maybe I'll stream it. Like, bro. Yeah. I don't know what it is about games with like these complex storylines that we like so much. Because, oh, bro, do you know how deep I could dive into the lore of Trails? Yeah, dude. There was something brought up by a character who's not like officially defeated yet. Okay, real quick. So the way Ouroboros is organized. Yeah. They have these people called enforcers. They're like they're like tough agent people. They go around doing stuff. But the way Ouroboros is structured is the enforcers can do whatever they please. They don't really have like strict rules to follow. Like even if they want to go on hiatus from the organization and do their own thing, they're allowed to do that. Mm. Like they can just do that. Uh, the enforcers aren't ranked in strength by what number they are. So like number seven isn't like technically stronger than number eight per se. But there were two specific ones that were stronger than any others, and it was the number one and number two enforcer. The number two enforcer dies in the Sky Games. He has a pass involved with Joshua. Also, Joshua was an enforcer in the for us. But um, the number one enforcer, his name is McBurn. This man lives in my fucking <laughs> stupid fucking name. Oh my god, This McBurn. man lives in my nightmares, rent-free. Oh my god. He is that fucking scary. He is that threatening. You know what his power is? What's his he power? He just burns shit. He, McBurn burns? He just burns.
burns shit, burns. bro. He just sets shit on fire. Every time... He sets it on McFire? Yes. Every, he, he first appeared in, in Cold Steel 2, and every time he popped up, the mission wasn't to win, it was to survive. Oh. <laughs> you cannot beat him. He's okay. too fucking strong. Also, the first two Cold Steel games, you get your ass kicked. You get the shit kicked out of you in story. It's the type of game where, like, you'll beat a boss, but in story, you didn't beat that boss. That uh. boss beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it is refreshing in Cold Steel 3, and especially in 4, to actually win fights because you're on that level. You and your party are on that level of strength in story. You're, you've built up to that point, so you're just like, fuck you! Yeah. Not McBurn. Not McBurn. <laughs> Not McBurn. So, in Cold Steel 4, in the final dungeon, you're working your way up, so you're fighting, like, people who are within, like, this plot for the end of the world, and you're working your way up to the top to fight your dad. And the second to last person is McBurn. McBurn appears by himself. Normally, I've been fighting people two at a time. McBurn appears by himself because McBurn can fucking appear by himself. It's, it's McBurn. <laughs> yeah. And, um, every time, he just gets more and more threatening, like... You fight him in the last dungeon in Cold Steel 2 as well, before like a little before the last boss. But um, he's of course not going all out. He's barely. He's probably not even using half his power. But you beat him in the fight, and then in story he's like, yeah, now we really getting lit, boy. He's getting like hype, like anime oh. hype, and he fucking turns up the intensity of his power and he starts slinging giant fireballs in the room. And you're just like, oh fuck, we're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and Laura's dad pulls up to save us, luckily. So he's holding him off. And then in Cold Steel 3, it's just like, yeah, it's the same thing. Oh I fought God. him earlier in Cold Steel 4, and he was really impressed by how strong we got. He's like, I might actually be able to go all out next time we fight. And I was scared. And the reason why I was scared was as he was leaving, the aura around him like formed the shadow of like some giant demonic thing, and he just left. And I was like, no. Oh my god. <laughs> so I get to this boss fight. I've been dreading it. I was just like, I fucking hate fighting this man. And we're talking. And he's like, and Rin's just like, yeah, there's, you're crazy powerful. And that's because you're not even from this world, are you, McBurn? And it gets into some shit that breaks the party's mind. The idea that there's worlds outside of Zamora. Oh. They bring up the fact that if you were to sail off the continent, after a certain distance, you cannot go any further. Like, you just can't. You just really? can't go further. And they call this, like, being outside of the boundary, if you go outside of that or something like that. Wow. McBurn is from outside of that. Whatever okay. the fuck that is. Or half of them is. Okay. Half of them is from outside of it, and half of them is human. Okay. And for some reason, those two things collided and converged, and thus made McBurn. Okay. So then McBurn turns into a giant fucking demon, right? Yeah. <laughs> to fight demonic McBurn. And I was like, God, please, stop. And McBurn's not, McBurn is the stronger, tr strongest enforcer. There's people above enforcers. Okay. They're called Anguis. Oh my God. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like, I think like seven or eight of them. The enforcers, they just keep going and going in numbers. They don't replace the number of an enforcer. When you're a new enforcer, you just get the latest number. Okay. So, like, say if they beat, like, 16 and they're just gone from that, they don't get a replacement for 16. They just get enforcer number 17. But the Anguists are replaceable. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's people above that, too. Oh, my God. And the Anguists, we haven't even gotten, like, a taste. Of yeah, you got, like, another, like, 20 games of that. Uh, they Yeah, they said uh, the next... 
Cold Steel game, or the not Cold Steel game, the next Trails game to come out, the 11th game. It's they said it's starting the second half of the Trail series. I was like, I'm sorry, second. There's at least ten more games, <laughs> and a million more on the way. I kind of hope so, and I kind of hope not, because that means I'll die <laughs> before <laughs> I actually see the conclusion of this story. And I, I want to see it end. I want to know what the point of this is. Ouroboros has a goal. Well, we don't know what the fucking goal is. What you, what you gotta do is you gotta start writing it in journals, and fucking like <laughs> you gotta leave maps for your grandchildren, and they'll do it for their grandchildren. <laughs> DNA will carry it on. Yeah, because at the end they're gonna have a contest. Like, all right, whoever knows the whole story. God, dude. Great, great grandchild. I have an idea of what might be going on, but. It's gonna cost more context. I want to move into talking about Persona 5 Strikers. I, if you let me, I could keep going on. And on I know, I know. I, 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 that's why I was sat here quiet. I was like, I, I have a theory on it, but I, I'll save it for another time. I, I, I've learned in my friendship with you to just let you ramble. Like, <laughs> if you mind, if I tell a quick anecdote, anecdote before your final thing. Yeah, do it. Let do me, it. let me get, let me tell you guys the story about Drunk Kaya. <laughs> This, so, one time, we I think we were playing Dragon Ball, or we, maybe it was a day we were playing Raging Blast or something at my garage or something, mm -hmm. but you, you, you got really excited about Dragon Ball, as you do. My man's in the Dragon Ball Z shirt right now. Homeboy <laughs> just started talking to me about the power levels, and like... He, we've had this conversation many a time before, but times. that day I think I was just dealing with a lot of shit, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and like I think I had a couple of benders around that time. That was around the bad days, but I just remember I was, I just asked him nicely, like in the car. I was driving him home, and it had been like thirty minutes of him talking to me about the power levels. He started with the Saiyan saga. And like no, we had gotten to I boo, didn't do that. we had gotten to boo, and I was like, "Hey, dude, um, can I have a really bad headache? Can you please like stop Bro, talking about Dragon Ball?" And this man looked me in the eyes and was like, "Ha ha ha!" So kid boo, and I just <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't I don't think you understood what I said. I think you were just so excited about Dragon Ball. I'm like. I love you, bro. So I'm just like, this is, this I was is one of those moments. Drunk, drunk. Yeah, I had to have been. This was one of those beer and liquor nights. Yeah, I was, I was probably like real going. Oh man, that's yeah. one of my favorite stories. But I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like fuck. I, I had to have been just fucking trash. That, that was back then. Either it was either in the tundra or the Tahoe. Mm. Mm hmm. It was one of those. Yeah, that that was a while back. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I've, <laughs> oh my god, I've been uh, drunken to Wait, you. Wait, yeah, I mean, we, we go back and forth. <laughs> the first time we really, really had a conversation, I was drunk all sprawl out on the couch. Yeah. And talking about how I felt like a pirate. Yeah, I remember that. That was my first time I can really remember ever being drunk. Mm. It was that day. That was, that was like back in high school, too. Yeah. That was, that was back in the days. <laughs> Alright, buddy, tell me about Strikers. Okay, so, Persona 5 got another game. I know y'all niggas are sick of Persona 5, but too bad, they're still making money, so Atlas is still making them games. 
<laughs> so Persona 5 Strikers actually got announced around the same time Persona 5 Royal did. Or at exactly the same exactly the same time. I think they were announced around like 2018 and they came out around like 2019. But um, we had to wait for them to come out in America. So Persona 5 Royal, which is like an upgraded version of Persona 5, came out in 2019 in America. Or was it 2020? Somewhere around that point. It was somewhere around that point within that time span. <laughs> and um, it was really good. It was really, really fucking good. It, it, they took a game that I thought couldn't be better than what it was and made it better than what it was. So good on them. Uh, they also announced Persona 5 Strikers. Now, Persona 5 Strikers, so it is a sequel to Persona 5, but not a sequel to Persona 5 Royal. So what that means is, I think we talked about this last po yeah. podcast too. Yeah. What that means is there's two timelines technically in Persona 5. One timeline that doesn't have what happened in the events of Royal. In which case, the only like extra that happened in Royal is there's another main character. Uh, you can bond. You can have bonding events with a specific character. And then there's like a third semester, which is essentially an extra story arc. So that's what makes the Royal timeline. Oh, there's two extra characters. There's another new character, too. He's just not playable. Um, and then the vanilla Persona 5 timeline gets Royal. Royal is set, I believe, about six months after Persona 5. It's summer break for the for the gang. And uh, they decide, hey, it's been, you know, a while. What if we meet up this summer and do some stuff and hang out and have a good time? So you meet up with the gang. Uh, the reason why the newer character that got added into Royal, Kazumi, is not there is because she does not exist in this timeline. Mm. She is not a part of the original timeline. She's in the Royal timeline. Will they make a Strikers Royal? I don't know. Maybe they will. i kind of be down if they didn't and yeah. they made, like, a Persona 5 arena. Like yeah. They did you Persona 4 arena. You mentioned that last time, too. So, so we got a fighting game, and that could be Royal sequel, and then Persona 5 sequel could be Strikers. That'd be cool. But uh, that's why she's not there, and... They can make a Persona 5 convergence where it's both timelines oh, meet. Oh god, no, it's too much! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so uh, they, they meet up over the summer, they meet back in the old hideout, hangout, and all that stuff. And they're like, okay, well, before we do anything else, what if we went on a camping trip and just got a bunch of barbecue and did this and that? So that's what they're expecting to do. They're just expecting to have a good, normal time. Because they no longer have to, due to events that happen in Persona 5, they no longer have use of their abilities anymore. Uh, which is for the best. Yeah. But, um, so they're in town, there's this idol in town, like this famous idol who's been blown up recently named Alice. Uh, Alice is giving out these little, like, guest cards to a new store that's opening up that's selling a lot of her, like, fashion lines. She does fashion, she does music, she's just this big idol. Oh, that's she's recently. a jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's she's popular. She's blowing up. Uh, people love her. It's one of those kind of like you know characters you know in Japanese culture, Japanese idols. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a new app that's recently been popping up. This app Ooh. is called Emma. It's pretty much you know kind of like how Siri has a smartphone app. Oh. Emma okay. is like that, but it's like super advanced. Oh, AI. Does she have a face? No, it doesn't oh. have a face. But you can ask it like really specific, like or not really specific, really vague questions. And she'll give you thoroughly specific answers to it. Huh. So she's really, really advanced. So that's that's up there. So 
Joker, our main character, ends up, uh, I named him, I always name him Kazuma Kuwabara, after my boy. Uh, so I'll, I'll refer to him as that. Kuwabara gets one of the little guest cards. On it is a little code word or a keyword that uh, lets you be friends with Alice through the Emma app. You can have friend, you can make friends with people through the Emma app. You just have to know their little keyword. So her keyword was Wonderland because recently her next fashion line is Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Ah. So here's where shit gets up. What is happening? So Joker puts the keyword in, or uh, uh, my boy, one of your your party members, who's with you at the time, Ryuji. That's my nigga. Uh, he's like, "What's the code word? Wonderland." They all of a sudden get transported into the metaverse. Okay. If you haven't played Persona Five, the metaverse is a place where you can enter a person's kind of like subconscious. Okay. So the, the the plot of Persona 5 is, there's a specific app that popped up. I won't get into it because there's story involved stuff in it. I do want you to play Persona. Yeah. But um, if you use, if you name a certain person and like a keyword, like what they see like a place as. So like, let's say for example, the first dungeon of the game, uh, one of the teachers saw the school as his own personal castle. If you enter these things in, you get transported to the metaverse, or this specific person's like subconscious or metaverse, and you enter a thing they have called a palace. So a palace is uh, formed by a person's subconscious when they have like these evil or dark thoughts or desires, and they see stuff in a negative way. So like this volleyball coach saw himself as like the king of the school because he was like an alumni for the school. He was a medalist, and he becomes the volleyball coach. He's also the track and field coach. He's a douche. He's a piece of shit. Uh, Ryuji used to be a part of the track team before the events of Persona 5 start, and he would, like, abuse the track team. He, like, would hit them. And Ryuji was always kind of, like, kind of step up to him. And the dude mentioned about uh, Ryuji's family situation because their dad's not there, and it's just him and his mom. And there's a lot of cultural reference uh, background to that that's still kind of frowned upon in Japanese culture. So him saying that pissed Ryuji off, so he hit him. So in response, the teacher, in self-defense, busted up Ryuji's leg. Okay. And then the track team got disbanded because Ryuji hit a teacher. So now the track team hates Ryuji, Ryuji's leg is fucked up, and he can't run anymore. And he's like, I'm not a very smart guy, like, that's that's all I had. Yeah. Like, he's a piece of shit, and it gets even worse. Like, the thing that makes them want to, like, do what they end up doing is... He's now the volleyball coach, and he's abusing the entire volleyball team. He's, like, beating them. And nobody's really saying anything because they're at a private school, so they have an image to keep up. Yeah. Some of the t teachers know, but they know their kids will get good scholarships and shit like that. He... It's implied. It's heavily implied that not only does he abuse one of the students at one point, but he sexually assaults them. Oh. And the girl tries to commit suicide by jumping off the building. And it's one of your main party members, like, friends. So that's when they're just like, fuck it, we gotta do this. Yeah. That's when the, And that's how the plot to Persona 5 starts. So you go to the person's palace, and what you have to do is get to where their treasure is, which is something, like a distorted desire they see as something they most value. And if you take that treasure, they'll have something called a change of heart, where they'll feel guilt for their crimes and confess on their own. So that's the plot of Persona 5 and why you're called the Phantom Thieves. You go into, like, palaces, Steal people's treasures. You steal their hearts. Okay. So you get sucked up into the metaverse and strikers. But it's weird because you're just like, the metaverse got destroyed. 
Oh, okay. So like you can't enter it again. So they're like, how did we get here and why did we get here through Emma? And it's Alice's metaverse, essentially. So they end up getting captured, but they see like these guards go around to other people, because I guess other people, you know, got the little guest cards. Mm. And the guards reach into these niggas' chest and pull something out. It looks kind of like a diamond or a jewel. And everyone's, and so you and Ryuji are like, yo, what the fuck? And you get taken up to like where Alice is. And it's like Alice's distorted desire, like her shadow. And she's fucking mean. <laughs> so you manage to get out and that's how the plot goes from there. So you're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Why can you go into this metaverse like place through the Emma app if the metaverse is destroyed? Mm. And it's not exactly a palace. They refer to it now as a jail. So they're like, why is it a jail? Why can't we do this? Why is it set up in this way? It, there's certain things that make it different from a palace. Okay. And instead of like having to go up to capture her treasure to have her have a change of heart, she's essentially stealing people's desires. Oh. That's what she reached in and like snatches out of them. And she, it's being added up, I guess, to her own desire. And I don't know exactly what that means, but in the real world, I guess people who've had their desires taken, they just start worshiping the ground Alice walks on. Like, they have these random love confessions. People are taking out loans just to buy her merchandise. What? There, she was getting interviewed on like a TV show, and the two people interviewing them, her were like a couple. They were like supposed to be engaged. And the dude's just like, I love you, Alice. And he's on his hands and knees. He's like, please marry me. And the lady's like, yo, what the fuck? So she's like, ruining people's lives with this and yeah. also she's mean behind the scenes like she's very abusive to her manager you catch her like knocking him over and like stepping on him and shit like that mm. so you're just like what the fuck is going on but it's not exactly like you need to steal a treasure she doesn't have one she's taking people's desires and it seems like instead of coming from a malicious place that forms that guilt or that forms that darkness that forms a palace yeah it's more of like she might have been mistreated when she was younger so now like that trauma formed the jail oh okay so maybe she's stealing other people's desires to feed her own true desire which i guess maybe originally it was to be like you know this famous idol to like lift people up and make people happy and make people like her but that desire probably became distorted yeah so that's what i'm assuming it is i'm about to i think do her boss battle mm. uh so we still don't know enough yet. Yeah. So we'll probably learn a good chunk more once I play that part and exactly what this is and exactly why the Emma happened to do this. That's what I'm most curious about. So I'm, I'm already intrigued by the storyline. Uh, the battle system plays like a Dynasty Warriors game. So if you ever played Dynasty Warriors, you know, it's very hack and slashy. But it's very much more a Persona game than it is a Warriors game. And I, I was, like, pleasantly surprised by that. Like, uh... The way it's set up, it's not like, oh, I do a stage, here's a big, huge wave of enemies, and here's this, the level for this point. There's a storyline, so you can go back to your hub world, you can do stuff, kind of like how Persona works. But when you go inside the jail, uh, when you get into encounters, instead of it being a turn-based battle, a bunch of enemies pop up, and it's like, you know, a hack-and-slash action game. And you have you know, your combos and stuff like that. And the combos work pretty nice. You, you press one button to do just, you know, a chain of attacks. You can press, I, I believe it's like X to do your attacks, and then you can press Y in between to do special combo finishers. And then Y on its own, each character has like a special ability. And each party member plays differently. 
Joker's very standard, uh, standard combos, you know, he's just standard Joker, thief boy. Uh, his special button is he'll shoot his pistol, but as you use him more, you get, like, upgrades to his skills. Okay. So now you can do, like, little pistol tricks, he can charge up and make his pistol shot stronger, shit like that. You have Ryuji, he's more of, like, your tanky character in the older games, or in the original Persona 5. Yeah. So he's a charge-up character, so he's a little slower, and his combos are shorter, but... Uh, his special is that he can temporarily make himself harder to flinch, and it raises his attack. And then when you charge up his uh, Y combos, you can hold them and charge them so they can be stronger. So you can make yourself not be able to flinch. Okay. And you can charge up a hit and just smack a bunch of people at okay, once. Okay, that's pretty cool. So that's he's that cool. character. That sounds fun. An uses like, uh, she uses a whip, and then uh, she can enchant her whip at fire so she can add a fire element to it. There's, there's shit like that. So everyone plays a little different. They have their own gimmick. And then you can summon your personas with a certain, like, I think you press, like, the R button. And things will pause when you have your persona out. And you can select a certain, like, spell or attack to use. And you can target an area. And enemies are, like, you know, actual shadows that you would fight in, like, regular Persona 5. So they have their weaknesses and strengths. Yeah. So you want to use correct magic to attack yeah. the correct enemies. Okay. There's status effects that will affect you or the enemy and shit like that. So I'm just like, oh, it's like Persona. It's like a Persona yeah, game. Except that's pretty cool. It's action-based. And, like, you level up, you get, you know, new skills. The more you use a character, the more, like, specific skills related to their playstyle, you'll be able to unlock an upgrade. So you can make longer combo chains, do different things with your combos. It's nice. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. So I, I was like that. Like, Joker's main gimmick is technically the fact that... Uh, he has the wild card, so usually your other party members will have one specific persona, which is their shadow. Like that's theirs. So like Ryuji has one persona. It's called Captain Kid, and it's a lightning element persona. He's weak to wind, but strong against electricity. That's his persona. Joker's original persona is Arsit. It's a, a dark one. It's a dark based one, so it's weak to like light, and I think it's also weak to ice. But Joker has the wild card like most main characters do in Persona, starting from Persona 3 onward. So you can collect other shadows and turn them into your Persona. Okay. So I can like switch my Persona, like, oh, this guy uses light attacks, Arsene's weak to light. Let me switch to someone who's strong against light. Yeah. And I can do that. That's Joker's gimmick. He, That's cool. He's the wild card, so you can have multiple. So it, it plays very Persona-like, except it's an action game. And I was like, oh, this is cool, this is neat. And you can like sneak around just like the other Persona games. Like you can jump up on street lights because you're outside on the streets and shit. Yeah. And like look down on the enemy and ambush them. You can hide around corners and stuff. Just like Persona 5. I was like, this is dope. That's I like really the way cool. they did this. It's not a Warriors game. It's a Persona game with a Warriors fighting system. It sounds like a really cool uh, idea for a game. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it makes me think like, if they ever made like a JoJo fighting game, like arena game with that style of combat. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> just imagine sticky fingers just popping up out of a wall, just like, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> I know they're doing, like, they're, they're making a JoJo battle royale kind yeah, of Yeah, the, okay, so JoJo Last Survivor? Mm hmm. They missed an opportunity. You think so? They didn't call it Last Stand. Damn! Fuck, you're right. Yeah. That would have been ah, uh, you're right. But, but that's that, the tool. I know they only have a couple characters for it, and I've seen gameplay for it, and it looks fun. It's just I'm sure they'll add more over time. Yeah. I, is it is it isn't it art, uh, launching as an arcade game? 
I'm not sure yet. I, I don't really know too many details yeah, yet. Yeah, I don't either. Because I'm not into Battle Royale, but I am into JoJo's. Yeah, so, so. I, I, I like found out about it, didn't really know, find out too much. I was mm -hmm. like, uh, one day the news will come to me. I do think it would be interesting if you're like Bucciardi. And oh. you fucking zip through a wall. Oh, yeah. You're just like, what's up, nigga? No, actually, um, <laughs> in the gameplay that I watched, that's how you, like, Bucciardi characters camp. You find oh, a really? spot and you camp. And you <laughs> I wait. just think it's funny as fuck to just be Bucciardi and just, you're walking down the street and then all of a sudden the fucking ground zips up. No, but that's the, <laughs> that was the gameplay I watched. The fucking piano. He popped out of a tree. Nani? <laughs> <laughs> It, it's actually really interesting gameplay. But imagine, imagine you're like someone's doing that. They're like fucking popping out of a wall to do that, and all yeah. of a sudden they fucking <laughs> echoes after three. You <laughs> 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 fucking just and so, then and then when he's gonna finish him, time fucking stops, and then like, it just yeah. gets fucking. <laughs> oh my god! And the best part is like the the uh, Visto one, the Sex Pistols. Mm -hmm. It's like he fall right the bullet. Like he's like. Wah! Okay, <laughs> the gimmick to that is have to accidentally be able to shoot yourself <laughs> you have to that's the trade-off i might, I might, show, you, I might show you some of the gameplay later it's really Cause, cool because i would i would be like you know what it's worth it Mista! Mista! <laughs> be like look nigga i'm about to be the unluckiest man in last survivor <laughs> the unluckiest luckiest man that's what i would describe them as every time when we were when kevin and i were watching part five i was like Look at my boy, the unluckiest, luckiest man in Italy. Yeah. He, was, he was part, part. It was funny that Polnareff was in uh, part. Yeah, five, I was like, he's. I when yeah. when he first popped up, I was like, Kevin, he's the Polnareff part five. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's why I love them both. They're two of my favorite characters. Yeah, Mister Mister and Bucciardi were my favorites in part five. Oh my god! Watching part five again too, I have to say, and maybe Giornok fans will get mad at me. But honestly, the best written characters in Part 5 were Bucciardi and Narancia. I can agree with that. Narancia is really well written. He's like, fine. looking at Narancia again, like, after watching Part 5 the third time, I'm like, god damn, he, he kicks ass. Yeah, dude. He, does, he holds his own in a lot of fights. He fought two youths, two, two of the standing youths. uses at the same time. He saved Giarno. Yeah. Go fly! <laughs> Fucking all up in his chest. Oh my god. I need to watch that again. Yeah, no, that, yeah, I was like, fuck, dude. I don't know why I wasn't appreciate, appreciating Narancia this much before. I always liked him, but I was like, fuck, dude, Narancia is a well-written character. Yeah. Like, Mist is my favorite from Part 5, but I think Bucciardi and, and Narancia are, like, the best written ones. Mama yeah. Bucciardi. Always. Yeah. Oh, my God. We stand Mama Bucciardi. I just, my favorite part of Part <laughs> 5 is definitely the first time you meet. The, the gang and like Naran just doing the math. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just like I finished it. <laughs> Fucking. It's more. <laughs> Stabs him with the fork. <laughs> Fucking Fugo. He's like, so how did you get? <laughs> oh fuck oh. Fugo. Yeah. <laughs> Fugo yeah. pussy. I haven't read Purple Haze Distortion, so until I do, Fugo's a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been naming all my Minecraft tools after JoJo stands. There has not been a Purple Haze. Not yet. He has to, he has to earn that. Well, I can't wait to show you my uh, thing. Actually, I might, um, I'm debating on whether I'm going to do it as like a little test kind of stream. Because mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm starting streaming. Ooh, um, tell him. I might start tonight, which is uh, Sunday night that I had already passed for <laughs> anybody who's listening. But I don't know, I'm gonna archive them so you can watch them. 
I'll uh, I might post them on YouTube if I could. But yeah, I'm, I, might, I might just show off my Minecraft thing, see if I get things going good. But my main thing is for now, I'm gonna do something I call 2 a.m. Tuesdays. Oh. Where at 2 a.m., I'm no no drinks, just a little bit of a marijuana, maybe sometimes a little drinky drink, but um, I'm gonna play like old school like Nintendo 64 games and like. Hey, that's good. I'll just a bunch of and GameCube games. Like I I'm like gonna that. play. I like that. Yeah, it's just retro stuff. Uh, I think I'm gonna start off with a Yoshi story. Okay. So the Tuesday that already passed will be the first one. But you can still follow him on this Twitch. Yeah. We'll probably link it in the description too. It'll, it'll, it's just Dazed Ghost. Yeah. Same way. We'll do a, that. We'll put it in the description too, so people know. And you can watch the 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 bot. You can watch the VOD of it. And then you know, follow along with him, and then keep up with his content. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And uh, I'm, I was thinking, I had an idea mm -hmm. that maybe sometimes you and me can go on like what's public domain mm -hmm. and watch old public domain movies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just anything that we can watch and put up on the internet and not get take it down. Yeah. yeah no. No. That'd be fucking great. I would love that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. All right. Fuck yeah, dude. So yeah, follow follow the follow the streams. Yeah. Follow the Twitter. We'll link the Twitter too. Yeah, it's um at dazed ghost d a z e d g h o z t. Swag. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say? Um. Ah. Uh, hit the road. I, you know what? I think I'm good. Cool. Yeah, I don't got no jokes. I don't got no bits. <laughs> no bits. Yeah. Bitcoin. Oh man. <laughs> no, thank you. We we didn't talk about that because we're not versed in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> we would sound stupid as fuck. Um, but thank you guys. That was episode seventy-five. That was a fun one. Yeah. Next week. Next week we have a special episode. Uh, we've been planning to talk about stuff like this. The things we're going to talk about next week. For a minute now, we always just fucking ramble too much, and we never do. So next week, I'm, what we're going to do is we're going to do the How Are Yous. Uh, Ryan might have a special game for us to play. It'll be Animad Loops. Animad Okay. It's going to be Animad Loops. Y'all remember the Kira one, so. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do that. If anything crazy nerdy catches my eye that I think is cool, I might bring it up. But other than uh, the, the intro and the end of Mad Libs, we're just going to jump right into the topic. I'm not going to say what the topic is yet. Uh, it's nothing too exciting or like amazingly mind-blowing, but it's something that at least we'll be able to ramble about for yeah. like an hour and a half. Exactly. And it's, that'll just be the topic of the episode, and that's just will be what it is. We've been leaving, leaving it on the back burner for yeah, too long. Yeah, it's been too long. So we'll, we'll do that next week on episode 76. Um, but yeah, that's it for now, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in for another week. Thanks for supporting us. Shout out to my niggas in Virginia that still listen. Uh, and I think the official slogan of the podcast now is Fuck Tory Lanez. Fuck Tory Lanez. So, so fuck Tory Lanez. Uh, <laughs> we're going to roll out. Auto just blocks. like that car. <laughs> so let's transform Shit. out of here. I fucking love wine, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we about to be... Hey man, I got beer too. Oh, we're gonna go. Hmm. We hop up in the ship and move at my speed. X 
when it's a squad if you got beef I got a brand new fly girl and she knocked me My whole team full of shooters and we got heat Scott got lasers coming out his damn eyes If he blink at you, he gon' take your damn life Wolverine stay with the metal, that's my damn guy If Rogue touch you, she gon' take your damn life I got a new fly girl, she got that wet wet Got a big crib, nigga, he don't set trip Gambit stay with them pieces, they be hitting Jubilee be hella lit and she with it Jean Grey, she a freak, but she a Gito Professor X, that's OG, he go Tentos You get blasted if you look through my peephole They don't like us, but we do it for the people I'm with the gang, with the squad, we ain't gon' never lose Running down on your crew, now you lookin' hella confused Make these niggas feel bad, get these niggas hella blues They done gas you up, now you sitting here hella juiced Nigga, you see the fit, you know we dressed to kill we don't need no weapons just to keep it real. If I knock out Mystique, it ain't domestic chill. If I knock out Mystique, it ain't domestic chill. Fool this man! No!